episode of the Boss Rush Podcast. I'm your host, Brayden Lander, and today I'm delighted to be in the presence of Kyler Ramos. Yo, what up? Jonathan Ferris. Yo, what up? And Malik Flame. Yo, what up? <laughs> Yo, what up? How's everybody doing tonight? I'm doing awesome. <laughs> that was great. I think that's a good one. That sounded fantastic. <laughs> I'm doing awesome. How are you really doing, Jonathan? Yeah, I'm doing how are you really good. doing? Today's been That's okay. Good. Not too eventful, but I'm here now. You are here now. And that that's what counts. That's uh, so like always. Like exactly. So like always, uh, this week we are going to uh, start with what are you playing? But before we do that, I just want to go through uh, the bullet points of what we're going to be hitting this week. Uh, I kind of added something. Uh, Microsoft Game Pass slash PlayStation Plus now ditching the Vita games and the PS3 games uh, next Ooh. year, which I think is a pretty big discussion point. Actually, it's pretty big news. Uh, the death of demos, uh, difficulty options uh, in games, and then the cornerstone of the discussion this week, our 2017 Movie Awards. Yay! Better so, than the Oscars. Better than yes, the Oscars. Yes, more official than the Oscars. Uh, yeah. Actually confirmed yes. better than the Oscars. Reggie Fees Actually confirmed. Us. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. <laughs> I'm giving Reggie my supporting actor award. Uh, yeah, I'm going to tweet Reggie. Best director. What if, what if he was like one of the one of the sub- subscribers to YouTube channel? Like after this, that would be one of them. He's gonna give us a tour after this. I love your content. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, like a purple pigment. Let's dig in. Uh, Malik, I know we have been playing something similar. Uh, yes. And I, I, I egged you on to get the game, and you were surprised. Uh, what is that game? SOS. And that's a survival game. It's like, it's like the show Survivor on Survivor. Survivor. Yeah. Okay. It's like a Survivor. It's like Survivor, but on Twitch, where the voters on Twitch decide what items you get, and the amount of people Uh who are watching you and have influence on you decide what award you get at the end. Is that really how it works? What fame you get? Yes, actually. Oh wow. Huh. It's like yeah, the, it's uh, really I hate to use this, but it's like the Hunger Games reward system. Ooh, that's a honk. <laughs> Whoa, <Yeah>. that was loud. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like the Hunger Games reward system where the people outside of the uh, arena would be like, ooh, this would be interesting if this was dropped in. Let's vote for this. Like they could it's drop dropped a bomb. into the arena. Huh. Yeah, straight up, just drop a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> it's super interesting. So- I've been having a lot like, of fun with that. Yeah. Uh, got eleven hours clocked in, and eleven. Yeah, I've had yeah, eleven hours. Oh my uh, god! Every time I get get a moment off, I just kind of just play, and I've ran into yeah, some I mean, pretty fun, fun people. Really? Like I ran into one dude I added, and um, I've been playing with him. Some dude from Norway. And then I ran into this one dude, a real goofy guy. You know how I called um, the papaya, the pupusa? The pupusa, yeah. 
Yeah, he called the papaya an egg. <laughs> and the whole group we ran into was just laughing their ass off. This dude was a straight comedian. He had the he chance to get out at the end, and he just ran off a cliff and killed himself. I wish oh, I was recording at oh, that point because everything he did oh, was just amazing. That is awesome. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I got I got into my first extraction today. I didn't get to extract because I didn't know how it worked. And then mm-hmm. fifteen thousand of those zombie guys started running after me. Oh, so I was. Oh, okay. That's how this works. Uh, but like right at the end, I saw the guy with the relic, and I like put my hand up, like high five. You wanna, you wanna do this together? And he gave me a high five. But I just died. <laughs> there was nothing I could do. No, but yeah, the game is so interesting because it's like a, it's like a more contained battle royale game where instead of guns, you have to use your wits, I guess. Yeah to get around yeah and i've noticed a factor that's added too it's like instead of discord uh what i do with the other person now is i go ahead and have us talk on the radio system there because you can go to different channels yeah i feel like talking in the game adds an interest to it It adds more it makes it more alive because once you do that it engages the other people there even if they're chinese like i've run into some chinese guys (laughs) I was fighting them, and they like straight making sound effects when we're fighting. They're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that amazing. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Like, like this game is is so interesting. Like, this is what I've always wanted out of a game. Just something like Survivor. Just like, yeah. My way of describing it is if you had the game of Survivor in one night, like one night Survivor, straight up. And yeah. that was it. And then you just threw some zombies in there. That's what this game would be. It's so interesting. Yeah. How, now, you, have you found a gun? Yeah, I found the gun. And the maybe I'm I'm not that great at shooters, honestly. But I think the shooting's atrocious. Really? I, yeah. It's it's so bad to aim. I've noticed that I can just run to people and start stabbing them because the aiming with the gun is just so. It's such a small um, what's it called? Reticle. Yeah, it's such a small reticle that you actually have to like get pinpoint accuracy on the person, and they can just run left, right, left, right. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they're stabbing you to death. Yeah, exactly. I was so surprised uh, when I when we were facing up against those one guys with guns, and they didn't hit me once. I was like, "Wow, must be pretty hard yeah. to hit people." Yeah, but I'm all in all, I'm super happy that i picked this up i think it's gonna be a super fun game i'm just excited to see where it goes what else they can add to it because i know the more items they add the more maps they add and if they add another mode it can just get better yeah exactly exactly is that all you've been playing malik uh i've been playing that i played a bit of league but i mean that's not interesting it's just the same thing <laughs> over and over again uh i i tried playing some plane shift let oh, me tell right. you, that that's some that's a really in depth system. Like that's the character meant creator, for right? role playing. Yeah, like the character creations. Like you pick your father's heritage. Was your father famous? Was he normal? Oh. Was he was he exceptional? That's was cool. he a fisher? Was he a farmer? Was he an alchemist? Was he that? And then there's the mother. And then you pick events that happened in your life that shape your character. Did you survive a flood? Did you almost that's drown? Awesome. That's trauma for you. Yeah. I like but that. It's all over. It's meant for role playing, and considering there's like five people in every area, it's yeah. not a fun game. 
Yeah, how old right, 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 right. How, how yeah, old? that's really all I've been playing. Um, oh crap, let me check. Because it Land looks, shit. I'm looking at it. It looks kind of old. Yeah, they updated it with the Unreal Engine, but it still looks like crap. It's from 2004. <laughs> oh, oh my lord! That when you were talking, okay, I, yeah, I remember we looked that up. There's still people playing that. Yeah, I uh, there's a common function in every MMO basically where you type slash who, and oh. in your region it's gonna show you who's there, and there are like five people who are still playing the game. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Really... <laughs> yeah, it's like um, it's like Minions of Mirth. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I keep yeah. finding all these sad MMOs. That's so sad. You know, at <laughs> least I, you know, at least they're they're still playing. They're still having a good time in this old game. You know. Yeah, exactly. Right, they just right. can't let go. But the systems in the game yeah. are really intricate like there's i'll still have to take a look at it even if i don't think it's too crazy maybe i can find something else to really get out of it right can you, can you be yeah. an animal person probably uninstall <laughs> it immediately disgusting be a furry go play furtopia Malik. yeah go to deviant second life <laughs> yeah so jonathan let's hear it what oh. have you been up to uh, I finally finished, but I, it was the last week I'll get to talk about Kingdom Hearts. Oh, hey! Everything. It's all done. It's all caught up. End of an era. Unless wow. I start replaying everything, because I'm still in a mood. Still not sick of it. And then you could reset the era. Hey, shut up. <laughs> Every week we're just going to hear him talking about the same Kingdom Hearts level. No. I finished the Dream Drop Distance. Yeah. I still don't know if uh, it's better than Birth by Sleep or not. I still haven't figured it out because it does so many things better, but it does a lot right. of things worse. So it's it's hard to pick. Uh, I played uh, 0.2, which gives me a lot of hope for 3. What it's, is 0.2? That in the collection, the 2.8 collection, best named collection of all oh, time. Oh, the demo? Yeah, well, half demo, half you know original story. It's like a, oh. it's like a single like world. It's it's really like kind of remixing some of the worlds from Birth by Sleep, although they're really unrecognizable. Hmm. And okay. it's just like one giant two-hour-long level, and it gives me a lot of hope. There was a lot of really cool stuff in that little demo. Like there was some really cool like platforming challenges. Like there was this one section where you're in like the like a hall of mirrors in like Snow White world. Yeah. And you have to look in the mirror. And you'll see these platforms moving behind, and you have to like stop the platforms in the mirror at a certain time so you can turn around and use those platforms to keep going. Very interesting. And it's, like it's a kind, it's the kind of level design I don't know if we've really ever seen in the series. So if all the worlds are like that, I think we're in for a real treat. Yeah, right. Have we ever seen that. true platforming in a Kingdom Hearts game? I, I think the original, the original had quite a bit of like platforming, but ever since. I would say the only other game that really came close was Dream Drop Distance, which is why I like the worlds in that game so much, is because I felt like it brought back a lot of the verticality. Mm-hmm. Even though it was still kind of like arena-based, still kind of empty, but I felt like the flow motion right. and the verticality of the levels brought back like a real thrill to exploring that I don't even think it's ever yeah, been exactly. there. So I'm glad that 0.2 and hopefully 3 is continuing in that direction, because it gives me a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. Cool. And uh, now that yeah, I'm done with that, now that I'm done with that, I gotta figure out what to play next. I got a big list of stuff I can play. I'm thinking maybe. Sea of Thieves is coming in hot, dude. Sea of Thieves is coming in hot. I got two weeks. 
Hey, did you guys hear? Uh, weeks. Huh. Did you guys hear the uh, about Kingdom Hearts three? How they said that each level or each world is going to be the size of like one game. Jesus. I I don't know. I think that's a bit hyperbolic. We'll yeah, see. I'm like trying to figure but, out what they mean by that. That is actually exciting. I think before they were saying like one world is the size of like maybe like three or four combined from two, Ooh. which sounds way more realistic. I was like, one game? Like, what? Kind, what? How big of the game? Like, what? I oh, think they were referencing be... the mobile games. Twelve <laughs> 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 hour long cutscenes. Yeah. I think it's easily going to be the longest of all of them. So I'm, I'm so long. excited. Because it's usually like 25, 30 hours average to beat one of them. Even yeah. less if you know what you're doing. So Yeah. Exactly. It's my most anticipated game all year, though. Easily. What What did you say? Uh, excuse me. What did you say you were going to play next? I don't know. I got God Hand. God Hand is one. Uh, nice. World Ends with You is also something I'm thinking about. I got the box right in front of me. Pulled Why not just wait for the Switch one on that one? I'm I'm just curious. Well, uh, the control scheme is apparently like it was made for the DS first and foremost, and I feel like. It's going to be a unique right. experience either way. So if I played it now mm-hmm. and played the Switch version later, it would still be different. That, that's yeah, what okay. I always heard because it's very like yeah. touchscreen based. And what I saw from that little bit of the trailer for the Switch mm-hmm. version, it seems like it's moving more to like a pointer. Like I saw the cursor moving around like a Wii remote would yeah. you know, point on a screen. Yep, 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 yep. So I think it's mm-hmm. going to be kind of like that. I'm cu- I, That's why I'm kind of holding off. That's why I'm not going hit first. But yeah. I need to see how long it is. If it's like a 60-hour something RPG, I might as well just wait. But if it's short, you know, why not? I got it right in front of me, yeah. you know? Yeah, Probably the closest exactly. thing I have to another Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm excited to experience uh, it. I'm excited for that Switch port because I've been wanting to play that game forever. I know. I'm excited for a Switch. Get a Switch, boy. I need it, but I need money. That is true. That is true. Well, you can just steal. I mean, you didn't have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to buy it. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, Kyler, what have you been up oh. to? Oh boy, uh, nothing much. Uh, I haven't had the chance yeah, to I play play that much, but I, I, you know, I hopped in some Zelda. I played a little bit of the DLC. It's still fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I messed around with modding in Spider-Man: Shattered Dimensions. Whoa. Yeah, I put a. Okay. I put a. I put our, the boss rush art on top of one of the billboards, and I just kind of swung around it, and I was like, "This is I'm satisfied with this." Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's sick, dude. Yeah, you I'll gotta, screen- like record some of that. Yeah, I'll, I'll screenshot it and show you guys. Well, you oh. gotta hear, folks. There's a boss rush mod for uh, Spider-Man Dimensions. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. We oh, can't say that. We, we can say <laughs> what we should say is that Shattered Dimensions is promoting boss rush. That's uh, right. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I've also been playing some of uh, Web of Shadows, too. Just swinging around that open world. It's got some sick style in it. I was like, you know, this is this is all right. I like getting this. Hyped, getting hyped for that Insomniac game. I'm have so you ever, Have you ever played oh, Spider-Man yeah. 2? Uh, yes, I did. I have... Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, I still have my copy from when I was like nine. Eat it. Digest it. I, I mean, if I could, I would. I yeah. might die yeah. though, so. Nah. It's very I don't know. You don't know if you don't try, right? Malika, are you getting <laughs> a copy of Spider Man 2 right now? You 
got it. Guys. <laughs> what does it taste like? Describe the flavor. Webby. Webby. Nostalgic. Oh, okay. Okay. And classy. Okay. And like balloons. Okay. Of, uh, cool Ranch. <laughs> tastes like plastic. <laughs> Is that it? That's yeah, that's, that, that's it, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, that's enough. That's enough, really. I like some good old plastic in my morning salad. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you like might croutons. need to go to a, you might want to go to a doctor, Malik. I don't want to alarm you, but nah. As long not. as I stick to hair and um and plastic, Ooh. I'm good. Hair? Have you tried slicing <laughs> it up with some glass? Glass? I've hung out with people who um who eat uh, glass um you know light bulbs and. What? Oh. They seem fine. I like to keep my yeah. throat uh, unscratched and cut. You see, it's like training. It's like those Muay Thai uh, guys who kick their shins to like train their bones. You're training your throat. Speaking of Muay Thai, Muay Thai is a form of martial arts. And martial mm. arts, there is a form of them that come from Japan. And <gasps> that segues into what I've been playing. Whoa. What, what is it? Oh, oh my blew my mind. Right. Look at Teach that. More about culture. So, yeah. I've been playing some of that Onimusha. Mm, mm, mm. How so, you liking it? It is good. That game is good. I was going in I was going in expecting like a beat em up. But yeah. instead, I get an action adventure. Oh yeah. In the vein of Resident Evil. I'm like, oh. what the heck is this? Fixed, fixed camera angles. Uh-huh. Uh it, it is, it is legitimately Resident Evil in a in a feudal Japan setting. Uh, you are a samurai mm-hmm. instead of some uh, umbrella corp Nazi. Yeah, okay. you can tell those Nazis. Got, got, got you. Uh, <laughs> and. Like the, the opening cinematic of the first game is so wild, man! Uh, it is it's crazy. Like I, I'll be honest with you, I don't even know what's happening in this story, uh, but I, I feel like I don't have to be because the, <laughs> the atmosphere of this game is incredible. I, I straight up, like what? What were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say I can't wait for you to see the intro to cinematic to Animal Three. I know. I've like put it off. I don't want to watch it yet until I get to that game. Oh my god! But it, the atmosphere of this game is so cool. I just got to this part right where I ended my last stream yesterday. Uh, go, uh, go watch uh, Boss Rush Rewind Onimusha Part One, Part Two are up right now. Um, uh, and I got to this part at the end of the stream yesterday or last night or whenever I played it. And there were just ah, it felt so felt so cool. There were like these weird like, ghosts, like in the walls. Oh, it was crazy. I also wasn't expecting it to be like this gory and just disgusting. There's like this slimy guy that drops down in a cocoon, and his mustache is like flopping on the ground. Oh. For him, uh, the the scientific term for that is actually gooey boy, not not slimy oh. guy. It's, it's gooey. Yeah, boy. please keep it gooey politically boy. correct. Please. Yeah, yeah I'm that sorry. was really offensive. 
Okay, sorry, sorry. Gooey boy, it is. Jeez. Thank you. Uh, so, yes. I don't really know what Onimusha is. Like, so, you said it's like a fixed camera like Resident Evil-esque. Is the combat mm-hmm. slower like in Resident Evil? Or is Faster. it actually like, Faster. Is it like Ninja Gaiden like fixed camera? Or... Uh, I, I, I can't say. I've never played Ninja Gaiden, but... Yeah. Uh, no, Ninja Gaiden is like way faster than Onimusha. Yeah, okay. yeah. The yeah, camera I, angle is similar. Yeah. Okay. So if you if you took the fast paced uh, style of Ninja Gaiden or even God of War, I have I I've like been thinking a lot of God of War when I've been playing this game, uh, because the camera angles in God of War are a little similar to this, where they're fixed and you don't have control of them. Uh-huh. Uh But the combat is. It's much, much faster than Resident Evil. Like, because okay. it's all melee based. It's all sword melee based. And, okay, I'm going to say this, and I hate myself for saying this, but Dark Souls ripped off this game. Oh my okay. God, for oh, sure. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, when I recently started playing Onimusha 3, I was like, this is like, I hate comparing things to Dark Souls because it's like the easiest thing to do. Yeah, but absolutely. when I was playing this game, it was like straight up like Dude. you dodge, you circle the enemy, and then it's it was like one to one almost. See, well, are you yeah, comparing Dark Souls that... to it though? That's the thing. No, yeah, that that, that that's what we're doing here mm-hmm. because the thing the thing that struck me as uh, where I was like, oh crap, Dark Souls took this idea from Onimusha was the leveling because whenever you kill. Uh, yeah. Whenever you kill the uh, demons, oh, yeah. souls comes out. Souls come out of them, and then you hold O, and then you absorb the souls into your body, um, mm-hmm. and then you go to the save point in order to enhance and level up through the souls, which is literally Dark Souls. Yeah, like, dude, I love straight up holding down that circle button it. to absorb all of the stuff is yes. so awesome. It's so satisfying. Also, I like, why am I picking these up? And then I was like, oh snap. Right, and also the parry in this game is f- so fun because uh, you got to do it like right before, obviously, right before one of them uh, like goes to attack you. You press square, and then your guy does like this sick turn and just like slices and then stabs in the chest. Also, if you uh, if you just like um, cut them up a little bit, they fall to the ground, and then. Mm-hmm. You, you go up to them and you just stab him in the chest, and it's so satisfying to do that. Uh, but w- when you level up, there are two things you level up you level up your weapon, and you level up the magic of that weapon. So, uh, like, there's a fire weapon and the, or the fire sword, and the fire sword, uh, you boost up the damage of the sword, and then you boost up the uh, damage of the magic inside the sword. So with the fire one, the fire one, like you press triangle and you throw this flame uh, like across the map. Um, and then I just got a green one, which is wind. And the green one is like a uh, like a double double sided like scythe almost. And I'm just like whipping through these guys and then I press triangle and then wind like this gin- ginormous tornado. Uh, appears and just starts hitting all of them. Oh, it's so good. This game is so good. It needs a remake. Mm. So it's got a really interesting combat system or spell system as well. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. My ROM is completely screwed up, though. Uh, or not completely, but um, what the 
happens is that if there's an object in the foreground that I'm not supposed to see, I'll see it anyway. Huh. So it, it, it's a little funny. Like there was this part where um, I became this, uh, I was uh, this girl, uh, like his partner, the main character's uh, partner, because the main character got stuck in this trap and he was about to be drowned. So I had to switch to the girl to do this puzzle super fast. Also, the puzzles are super fun in this game. It like like I said, it's like Resident Evil puzzles and all that jazz. So it's they're interesting and yeah, very much have to do with the environment around you. But uh, I became this. I became the girl, um, and off in the back, I could still see the main character, even though I shouldn't be able to. So. Oh. Like there was there was no water around him. He was just standing there. Um, there was another time too where this NPC that uh, came into the cutscene uh, much later was off in the distance with like her arms straight out across, and she was just oh, standing no. there. And I was like, so what the, the model. hell is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, what the hell is that back there? In this you- game, do you um? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. In Onimusha 1, do you play as uh, a dude named Samanosuke? Samanosuke, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, okay, dude. I, I need to start watching your stream because, like, I'm in, I'm through Onimusha 3 right now, and I have no yes. idea what the hell is going on. Yeah, dude. Start watching it because... Yeah. Yeah, it, it's good. It's a good, good game. And I'm, then, I'm yeah, having fun with it. It's at fun. First, it's so much fun. Yeah, at first it was um, harder for me to kind of pick up the controls than I thought it would be. I yeah, guess because I'm, I'm so used to, um, I guess, modern games. But yeah. once I got used to it, I do think the game holds up pretty well. Yeah, it really does. Uh, like, yeah, the thing with me is the uh, tank controls and the yeah. uh, D-pad, using the D-pad to move around instead of the analogs. Yeah. Oh, that's a little strange. I'm actually, I'm, I'm that monster that... Have, it, what, Jonathan? You don't have an option to map it? No, you can. You can. I was talking to some guy who was watching my stream, and he tried doing that, and it said it completely screwed it up. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I try. I try to do that too. It did not feel good at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Because it's it's like it's kind of on the same system as uh, uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon, where it's like right in between a full, right in between full movement and grid system. Right. So you map it to the analog and it still like kind of snaps, you know? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. so you like, you'll go diagonally when you're just trying to go right at one point. Right. Or right, like right. 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 Yeah. So I mean, the, the D pad for me works perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, that's that, that and SOS, the more player knowns, that's what I've been playing. Uh, nice. but only Musha. Yeah. Check it out. It's a great game. I hope that it gets, I'm looking at the the manual for Onimusha 3, and it's really funny because on the back, it's like, please play this game on a 42-inch plasma screen TV with surround sound. Uh, I'm like, oh, what a weird time period this game came out in. Plasma. <laughs> like, the, the plasma screen is, like, so thick with, like, three Cs. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, we had a plasma. We had, like, a 78-inch plasma. It was wild. I had an HD CRT TV that weighed like two tons. <laughs> my my uncle had it. That thing was ginormous. If yeah. That fell on a child. Oh my god. Oh yeah, same. The light bulb would always explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. It was not the best. Uh, so yeah, I mean that that's what I've been playing. 
Uh, Onimushi, yeah. Onimushi is great. Uh, SOS is a ton of fun. I'm having a ton of fun with it. Uh, player known. I hate that game so much, but I love that <laughs> game so much. Uh, yeah. I'm so good. out of touch with player unknown, man. Ugh, you call yourself a gamer. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a ga- I'm not a. I'm not the gamer I used to be, bro. <laughs> wow, and I'm the old one. I will so, Onimusha in mind because I've been in a bit yes, of a do it. mood. Do it. Onimusha is mean, awesome. Looking up listings as we've been talking. So. Why the hell is Gene Reno in that game? <laughs> <laughs> but why is he in that game? Oh, I don't know. I don't I'm know. excited for Jonathan to start God Hand because I've always wanted to try that the combo. Oh, I've been wanting to play that, that too. There. Looks yeah, amazing. I want to play some yeah. God Hand. I mean, I only played it for about like 15 minutes before I decided I'm going to wait for my DualShock 4 adapter to come in the mail. Mm-hmm. But just off of that, uh, that little snippet, I found dodging and parrying super satisfying in that game. Yeah, I believe I mean, it. I've still got to you know, learn a bit. It, it makes it, It's crazy, though. I mean, I know people said it was hard, but it's like that first boss killed me like three times before I even get it. And I don't even think it's like the main boss. It's just some demon that just shows up out of nowhere and starts beating you up. Yeah, I was, uh, I was looking at the wiki page for Fury, um, and apparently one of the inspirations was God Hand. Mm-hmm. So that, that'll be fun to talk to him about. Is that also uh, Capcom? Yes. Yeah, Mikami. Clo- Clo- Shinji Mikami. Dude, Shinji I miss... Mikami did it. I miss Golden Age Capcom. I didn't realize that KJ Inafune did Onimusha. He did a lot really? of stuff. Or yes. If he, if he didn't, like... If he didn't direct it, he at least like spearheaded a lot of stuff. He was behind Dead Rising too. Yep. I was gonna say after um after Mighty Number no. Nine came out, a lot of people have been like slamming KJ Inafune, and they say that he he's just like a glorified businessman. No like, way. He was never even the creator of Mega Man, apparently. Dude, he is so good. Like if Onimusha is anything to go by, to go by Inafune know, is good. What if he just he's slapped like, his name on there though? He's more of a producer, oh, I think, yeah. than a director. Was like, no, oh, he was he was the director on uh, Onimusha. Really? There wasn't another. Ju- he wasn't like co-director. Okay, all right, KJ. I, I got maybe my that's eye just on his, boy. Maybe that's just his glory moment, you know. Yeah, I guess you're right. Fame. I mean, he's or, got a good track list. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at all this list of games. And I'm like, all right, KJ. Oh my god, I thought I found his greatest creation. It was actually uh, Yo Noid on the NES. Oh, nice. So, yeah, dude. Yeah, of course. That's that's the best one right there. Absolutely. We were talking about the Noid the other day, weren't we, Braden? What? The Noid? We were talking about the Noid, yeah. Oh, yes! The uh, Domino's guy. Nobody yeah. should talk about the Noid. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so that's what we were playing. Lot, lots of different stuff here. Uh, more stuff... On the horizon. Uh, so next, I want to talk about the Microsoft Game Pass. Have you guys heard of that? Yes. Actually, I have um, not. I, I, that's where you get free. It's like the PlayStation Plus equivalent, right? Except. Eh, well, they have a PlayStation Plus equivalent, and this is something separate. Oh, yeah. EA Access? Uh, it's more like EA Access. Um, but what oh. Microsoft Game Pass is, is for $10 a month, you can get every Microsoft... Uh, exclusive game on both Xbox One and PC. Whoa, that sounds awesome. That's amazing. It's, yeah, that's great. It is well, a more than that, steal. It's got 
a bunch of third-party games too, at least on the Xbox. Yeah, oh, it is oh, wow. an absolute on steal. On PC, it's just the uh, the first-party stuff. But on yeah. if you have like an actual Xbox, there's a lot of content I on that. This is uh, this is post um post where we decided to put uh, Xbox One games is on the PC as well. So like Sunset Overdrive probably isn't on the PC. No, yeah, it's not. Yeah, but so it's still, that's still cool. fantastic that you can get it on both the console and the yeah, PC. I didn't think I'd do something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just curious how you see about this, and like, is this form of uh, payment model possibly the future? A video game uh, in general, like getting it on multiple uh, multiple platforms, just by buying or getting like. Pay, like or, Having like, a payment like a, per month? Exactly, like a streaming service like Netflix or Hulu or something that we get. Do you guys That'd remember this, um, yeah. this, this little box called OnLive? I know. Uh, that sounds so familiar. It was uh, 2010, 2011. Uh, I, I think I was like 47 at this time. But um, oh, okay. There was this uh, <laughs> there was this little box called OnLive. And they went out of business not too long ago either. But it was this little box that you would buy, and it was a subscription just like that. But you had, like, access Mm -hmm. to all these PC games that you would just stream. And everybody was like, oh, this is video gaming. Because there was, like, the list was massive. I want to say there was so much technical stuff with it. I want to say the thing that killed that was that the pricing was really high, and it was streaming. And I think a lot of people argue if streaming games is actually there yet or not. Yeah, which I don't think streaming games will not be there until we get high quality Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's that's just that's just yeah, fiber optic Wi-Fi, high high caliber Wi-Fi. We will like until we get that. It's streaming is not going to be anything. That's why I think this Microsoft Game Pass is so good, and that that's why I think PlayStation should. Kind of like I, I don't want to say kind of get scared because PlayStation is Sony is in a incredible spot right now uh, regarding yeah. sales, but uh, but I, I but think I mean, they should start looking into something like this. I would love it if it did. Can't be too yeah. complacent because I mean Sony yeah. was riding high on PS2, and then you go into the start of the PS3 generation, and they yep. lost you know so much. Yeah. I mean they brought exactly. it all back, and now here we are. Yes, well, um, it was that was a miracle. Yeah, all, <laughs> yeah, it's miracle. I feel like everything you know went ebbs and flows. That's the word, not ebbs. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny how that works too. Because um, if you look at the Xbox 360, like they clearly won that generation in terms of popularity, but it switched so fast. Like they did the PlayStation thing of like at the during the announcement of the Xbox One and that early Xbox One stuff, they really blew it hard. Well, even yeah, the that, end of uh, even the end of. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, completely lost some degeneration. But the end of the uh, 360 and PS3 era, it, it was insane to think about because at the very beginning of that, everybody asked, had an Xbox 360. Then as the years progressed, I think it was 2008 or 2009 when PlayStation started to pick up. And when I mean oh, pick yeah. up, it picked up. And it got... I. I want to say it actually ended up selling better than the 360. I, that, yeah, in I a think long it run. was sold better. It was by it, it was like neck and neck. I think exactly. I think Europe, Europe and Japan Europe, picked up yep. a lot of that slack because yes, I think yes. 
in America, I mean, it got to the point where the 360 ended up selling more than the Wii in America. Yeah. Just over yeah. time. It was insane. Kind of insane. Yep. Yeah, everybody I knew had a Xbox 360. I, I think I only knew like one or two people with a PlayStation. And they're like, oh, you playing your kitty games, Little Big Planet? And I was like, why, yes, I am. But, dude, yeah. it started, the landscape started to change, like, dramatically. And Big then time. things started to balance out. And whenever you asked, you never knew what they were going to say because it was so 50-50. Which one is thing, um, the PS4, honestly. Oh, it, yeah. 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 And also, like, to, to give Xbox props, I think they did a really good job of flipping this generation around. Like, I thought they had just completely lost it at first. But uh, mm-hmm. as time went on, like, I think they've done a pretty great job of, like, you know, fixing their business strategy and doing all this awesome stuff. Like, backwards compatibility. This, this and, and backwards compatibility are really doing something for they, them. They've become, I think, king of services, like, by far. Yeah. yeah. The, the only reason I sold my Xbox, uh, my Xbox One, not to Africa, mind you. Oh, <laughs> uh, because... we'll never. We'll never get into that. It was because um, I had bought one because, uh, you know, I, I, I love video games and I, I want to play any exclusive I can get. And I was really excited to some right. of the stuff they had coming up, like Quantum Break and all this stuff. But um, over time, they, they started doing that thing, which is awesome. But for people like me who already have a PC, like I could just play all the Xbox yeah. exclusives on my PC now. So I don't really need an Xbox One anymore. That's so the scary thing. Yeah, exactly. That's the scary thing with uh, this Game Pass is that a lot of the games that are already out for the Xbox, I either I have the ones that I want or I'm just not interested in the others. So the thing with this is, with the Game Pass, is how much, how many Xbox One exclusives are actually going to come out uh, to value the uh, $120? Because, I mean, like, obviously, wow. obviously the value will be more. But, like, am I going to play all of these? So they have forts think, on that, right? Yeah, that's always the question when it comes to those. Is, am I really going to play think- all these? I think the value is really more there for the console than the PC, like by far. Yeah. On the PC, yeah. you're only getting like the first party stuff. But on, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at the list right now on console, and it's like over 100 games. You've got a lot of like 360 games. You got a lot of new games. Like just on the first page, you have Bayonetta, the entire Bioshock trilogy, oh, wow. Borderlands, uh, Brothers, The Tale of Two Sons, all the banjo games, probably all the real. I mean, that's just the first page. All the Gears of War. I'm like very... It's just... Darksiders. I'm just skeptical about the future releases. Yeah. Well, Well, I think on console, they're always going to see the third-party stuff show up. And it's going to cycle. They already announced, like, what's leaving in March and what's coming in March. Like, the new Rise of the Tomb Raider is coming this month, Mm -hmm. too. At least on console. I don't know about PC. So... Yeah, like... I just don't. I just don't see. Do I just don't do see a, Microsoft putting out uh, outputting. I out. think. I think they've spent the last couple of years ironing out the hardware side, and I. I think I believe him, or I think I believe Phil Spencer when he says that now the focus is going to be on, you know, beefing up the first party because he knows that's a problem. Yeah, he does. Phil, I like Phil is awesome. Phil Spencer's awesome. I love. He's my favorite guy in gaming. It's a problem really? that takes time yeah. to fix. And I mean, I, I think I'm just playing wait and see. I think they're in a good spot, but they just need to keep doing what they're doing and keep getting better. Mm-hmm. And yep. 
I mean, Sea of Thieves is looking like it's going to be their first, like, really big hit all generation. And it, it's crazy. All to say generation. That, that all is generation. They kept I mean, canceling all their interesting exclusives. Dude, Scalebound could have been so huge. Uh, I know, I'm not, dude. I'm not going to say. Oh, wait, that, that was canceled, had... right? Yeah. Yes. I'm not going to say they that haven't had any. Yeah. I'm not going to say they haven't had any good first party games because they've had a, oh. they had a good amount. Forza they Horizon had 2 Overdrive. is the best racing game I've ever played. Both Forza Horizon oh, games. Oh. Rare Replay, oh. I think, is one of the best values ever, especially sure. if you ended up getting it for free and all those like uh, deals they had. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not <laughs> much of a. <laughs> They are finally fixing the Halo uh, Master Chief collection, so that'll That's be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, years later. Years <laughs> later. What was wrong with it? Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. The, the online the didn't work at all. Oh, broken. yeah, I remember. I think, I think it got to the point where it was, like, barely okay. It worked sometimes. And now they're finally going back because I think the X came up. They're going to do a big X patch. They're going to, like, basically rework it from the ground up, and it's going to be great. Probably. And that's Maybe just lazy testing. PC. Yeah, it is. Uh, they, that's they cool. Had, that's that's they, what we call rushed. They had yeah. a whole like super article about like everything that went wrong. They like laid it out and said we we messed up real bad. Yeah, like they 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 uh what's the game? They sourced that game out to like I don't know how many different wrong, but it was a lot. No one was like working together on it. It was just a mess. Great initiative. But, there uh, were rumors about. Result. There were rumors about a new fable as well. Oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Really I'd be shocked to be honest. The original. I mean, if you want to start talking about backwards compatibility, we got a bunch of new games that are running 4K now. We have an X. Mm-hmm. Famous one of them. Yeah. Great. So so. I see. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. What do you guys see with this whole like? What, what do you guys see with this Game Pass? Like, do you see it? Um, do you see it excelling? Uh, do you see people start translating to this more? I I can see it uh, growing onto people. I think it's going to really hit a select uh, select crowd. I can't really tell you who exactly, but it's got, it's not going to be too crazy for now. I, I, think, I think it's, it's going to really lead to some advances, like you were saying, a future where we can have like a sort of Netflix of games where it's going to be on multiple platforms and streaming. It's going to be like nothing. Mm-hmm. I'd say this is the closest we've come, I think, to Netflix for games. Yeah. Because, I mean, PlayStation yeah. Now is very similar, but it's streaming, so... But it's bad. I think this is yeah. a... I think yeah. this is actually <laughs> a really valid business model, although I think it will have to stay with games that have been out for a while already. Like, I don't see it, like, in the future being like, oh, the new game's coming out, I'll subscribe to this thing and be able to play it, like, as part of the subscription. Well, that's, what Microsoft is doing. That, that's what it is. That's what it Wait, is right now. As soon as a brand new game comes out, it goes to the thing. You can get CFD dollars. What? Oh, okay, $10 to play, play for the month. See, but what if you could have something like, um, you know, like the, uh, what were those Xbox market games, those cheap ones the that they released? Arcade. Yeah, yeah, live yeah the live arcade. What if you had something like that that was constantly streaming? Like Netflix, where they come out with, they just release, release a bunch of shows uh, that are probably trash and then they're good <laughs> you know no, <laughs> you just give it a idea. chance so it's like green lighting on steam well, but you're just streaming it out and giving it a shot that's a bit like how stuff like rocket league and fury like blew up because they were free for a month plus yeah and, i yeah. mean imagine rocket league without that free month 
I'm, I'm going to ask him about that too, because I, I wrote that down in my questions. I was like, okay. were you guys ever concerned about launching as a PlayStation Plus exclusive on launch? Yeah, oh, that's, like, that's crazy. But I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, yeah. yeah, that that would be scary, especially because of the user base of PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Uh, right. So, yeah, I, I, I want to kind of get in nitty gritty behind all that stuff. Uh, so, so with the Game Pass uh, being announced, um, and then today, the new PlayStation Plus games of the month were announced, uh, Bloodborne and... Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet Ratchet and Clank. Which that is the best month PlayStation Plus has like a ever year. At least on PlayStation had. Four. Yeah, I think so. This I mean, you look like back to get Bloodborne. You yeah. Think so? If no, you this look, is it. If, if you look back to those PlayStation Three days, there were some insane months. Yeah, they really yeah, were. I think, I think was a pretty big one. Back, I think they Red Dead was free one time. When you go to the days where PlayStation Plus was optional, like if you didn't have to pay for it to play online, yeah, like they could just focus all their efforts on making those games as appealing as possible, so as many people could join. And yeah, I think once you sure. switch, once you move to the PlayStation Four, where people were joining it just to play online, that's when yeah. you started to see them pull back. Yeah, but this month, this is the best PlayStation Four month. But they ever. really just like you know, <laughs> I mean, not that um, they haven't had like AAA games on there. PlayStation mm-hmm. 4, but this is the first month I think where it feels where it feels like the forefront. It's like these are two of like the really big PS4 games. You know, yeah, both, like, I'm gonna have to get back on PS4 to get that. Yeah. In yeah. that announcement, though, came another one, which is not too surprising. But starting March 2019, uh, Sony will no longer have Vita or PS3 games in PlayStation Plus. So with that. Now, I mean, I'm a, yeah, I'm I'm assuming that even like you could still play your PS3 and PS3 yes. and PS Plus games with that, right? Yeah, yep. You can. So I'm not too surprised with that, but I guess yep. it is kind of a bummer. But it's been around for so long that I feel like they've already given yep. away most of the games they could give for free at yep. that point. Any of the good I, ones, anyway. I, I was I was looking into this like before we started because I was I was curious about some of the, the details because I just saw that it was ending. And I was like, oh, okay, but then I saw that now it's going to be only two PS4 games every month. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a real shame because if you look at that list, even though it was like two PS4, two, B, there's two PS3, four. There's four a lot four of PS4. those games worked on PS4. Like so yep. many of them are cross-play. Yeah. So now you're you're chopping it down to just two. The thing is, now, is I think the quality of those two is going to go way up. I, I, I would maybe, hope so. Maybe. I would hope so. Like I, I, I feel like it has to. I do agree that you know I think. PS3 and Vita have been long enough in the tube. Maybe you could still keep doing Vita games. I don't it's know. It's just like PS3, PS3 though. I pay attention for it to go up. PS3, I can put I like think. Titanfall 2 or something <laughs> as a free well, PS Plus game. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what EA stance is on that because I know yeah, they have that EA true. access. It's not on PS4, but it is a thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I would hope the two games are at least as you know. High quality, and I'm not saying that they aren't high quality games, but I feel like usually the month comes out and it's kind of low key. You know, the games are kind of like a random indie of the month. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to, you know, dump on those games. Well, we haven't had we haven't had a game launch on PlayStation Plus in a very long time. 
one that blew What's up. The one that like, that blew up. Uh, Fury Disc launched. I think Fury Disc Jam launched. Disc Jam launched. Rocket launched. League was like the biggest Rocket, one. Rocket, Rocket League, League was uh, easily. Launched. That took everybody by surprise, which is weird because I, I actually did play that PS3, uh, that Rocket Wheels on whatever yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. It blew my mind when it came out on the PS4, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like they could try and meet people halfway and at least do three PS4 games. I feel like two is just like, I don't know. I, I, I think, think two like, is perfectly acceptable. It de- I, I guess so it too, honestly. It depends on it's the two games. at that point. I, feel, I just feel like going from six to two is like a really big Like job. two like and then could have game. You could maybe have like at least guaranteed at least one AAA game and two or one indie game, you know what I mean? So you have a yeah. nice mix. But what does this mean for the future of PlayStation? Like, I feel like I think it just means that they're not going to bother with um, having to worry about getting Vita and PS3 games. I mean, that's well, kind of pessimistic. Stopping it. But I feel they're like up stopping it. maybe they're just like, eh, we'll give them a year. We'll give them one more year and let them know in advance that in time it's going to stop. And I mean... Hey, Which honestly, is what happens to everything. Honestly, it went on longer than I thought, at least for the PS3. Vita, I thought they could keep that going for yeah. Forever, really. I mean, just one free, like, even a PSP game that works on the Vita just a freebie, you know? But I, I get if they have to, like, work out the rights, and it's like, hey, can we give this game away for free? And mm. all the paperwork that probably comes with that. With the launch of the PS5 starting to come into question, what do you think this oh, means boy. for that? I'm very curious to see where PlayStation 5 would even lie I, on their spectrum or I, if they'll just keep iterating on the PS4. You know what I mean? Because I, I wonder if Xbox will do something similar. I think, I think Xbox I think, is going to keep iterating on the hardware. I think, and then eventually yeah. they will have... Oh, I wasn't going to say the hell they want to call I, it. But the I PlayStation think, will definitely have PlayStation 5. I think Xbox is going to change the name. I think the next Xbox, whatever it is, it's going to look like a clean break, but I think it's going to keep on building the backwards compatibility. You're going to have every yeah. one game work. That's awesome. All the currently compatible 360 and original games will work day one. I think that's what they're pushing. That's a great thing to push. It is. And I think PS5 will be backwards compatible too, at least with the PS4. I think yeah. so. Uh, one of the it, main it, reasons it, it, I so. So one of the main reasons the PS4 couldn't be backwards compatible at this point was because the PlayStation 3 had such a complex architecture. Its architecture was insane. But like the yeah. cell processor, like yep. they would have to physically put a PS3 hardware inside of the PS4 and that yeah. would just yeah. crank the price up. Yep. I, want, I want to say that something as powerful as a potential PS5 should be able to emulate. Because like we're starting I, no, to see... I, I, think, I think it'll do it. I think and I feel like at this starting point, to see ps3 emulation on pc i mean people are playing the entirety of demon souls on their pc yeah people are playing like persona 5 yeah and like ripping it but um yeah i feel like i i feel like ps3 hardware is cheap enough at this point too that they might be able to even just slip it inside of a potential ps5 yeah like my dream my dream would of course be one playstation you can put any disc in any oh my god i i wish also another what a day that would be is do you think we'll move away from physical video game hardware and go strictly not. to digital? No, I don't think hardware? so. It'll be a bit. I mean, there, there's, always gonna be, there's always going to be hardware. Yes. I think yeah. software. 
it's actually strange because there actually has been more hardware than ever before because you see these indie games now that are blowing up that were digital only oh, that are yeah. now getting physical copies which is, is not which is not really what people were expecting yeah for it to go like that i don't think it would be able to either because there are a lot of places that have like strict bandwidth restrictions and yeah. like downloading sure. especially as games get more complex exactly. and larger it'd be impossible for them to download like even a third of one like what 200 gigabyte game yeah yeah exactly yeah, be a yeah. bit until we go fully digital i don't It'll think it's quite a bit yeah mm-hmm. i don't think we're going to see the death of physical like next generation but no generation after i don't know it's a possibility i mean look at pc yeah. pc we'll is see. already purely digital at this point that it, yeah, that's basically true. You buy a yeah. physical PC game, and all you get is a code in a box. A lot of the yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. So, since we're talking about the death of uh, the death of physical copies, let's talk about the death of something else. The really? death of something a little more sad. The oh. death that has actually happened. Let's talk about demos. Uh, well, rip demos. Uh, I will say the uh, Yakuza Six demo actually just came out, and <laughs> what a mess game. that was! <laughs> what happened with that, dude? I well, wish I, I heard, heard about that. People were actually able to unlock the full game through the Yakuza Six demo. Oh, I wish I was uh, one of those what? people. Yes, uh, uh, Sega um, released the Yakuza Six Song of Life demo. And people were actually able to unlock the entire game through. Yeah, they just kept playing and playing, and the demo never ended. And they kept getting trophies, and they're what like, the "I guess the full game." The Sega was like, "Shut it down! Shut it down!" Abort! Abort Eject. mission! That's amazing! Eject. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Uh, you know, that reminds me. Back in the day, I remember when Banjo Nuts and Bolts was coming out. The demo for that game. I would, there was a trick you could do to like break through the map and explore the rest of it, at least the hub, not the full game or anything like that, but it would like lock off a part of the hub, but if you knew what you were doing and you could like uh, mess with the game's physics to get out of that barrier and start exploring everything else, and it was complete. You could do some of the stuff that was happening out there. I feel like you could argue, the like, I don't think, like there's still a healthy amount of demos, I think, like, like Yakuza 6 is a good example because that's a recent game that's coming out and even it has a demo. Yeah. Obviously, not every game has a demo, but I feel like you could argue against that. The whole point of a demo was back in the day, all you had to do was look at magazine screenshots to see what a video game looked like, or even a trailer. But mm-hmm. now, yeah. like, if you want to see parts of the game, you could just watch somebody play it on YouTube, like in large thirty to forty minute chunks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at that point, you you can gather a better understanding of what the game could be. So you don't really need to play the demo, but you exactly. Like, I still think demo should exist though, because you get to feel it, and you get to see yeah. it on TV and be like, ah, yep. this is, I like this. YouTube, YouTube, I think, has slayed the demos down. Oh my god, yeah. Possibly, uh, yeah. But, like, looking looking back at my massive collection of PlayStation 1 demo discs, it does hurt my heart a little bit. Yeah, because demos were always exciting. It was always like, oh, what demo? What game uh, have I never heard about that demo right? was on the PlayStation Store and I want to just mess around with? Yeah. That, that's yeah. completely gone. I played this game 40 weeks. At this point, it just feels insufficient, you know? 
just get what? something. Like I, I remember, I, I don't feel satisfied with demos anymore. If I see all this content online, like yeah. I, I got the Gravity Rush demo and I finished it and I, I liked the game, but it just didn't feel like enough. And it, it didn't feel like I needed to get the game. It just felt like that wasn't, that wasn't satisfying. Why would I get another demo? You know, that was yeah. just like egging me on and eh. I, that's what a demo is supposed to do, but it was just in the wrong way. I don't know how to how to state it, but it just it didn't intrigue me. I know what you mean. I feel like, like that, um, I was gonna say that the the one demo in recent memory that I played that like made me really want to get a game was the demo to Near Automata. Like I downloaded the Japanese demo for that and started playing that, and I was like instantly, I was like, I love everything about this game. Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah, my roommate got that, and it, uh, that looked pretty fun. Where you're fighting the two giant hands. Yeah. The two saws. Yeah. I love demos that are like different from the main game. Like Danganronpa oh, that Three too. recently yeah. came out. That really? had a demo that was like almost entirely unique, and it even had like the main characters from one and two show up. Whoa! I need to play that. Yeah. There was also the. Uh, I know it's not really demo demo, but it, the Danganronpa VR demo, and oh, now yeah, I need yeah. a full on Danganronpa VR also, game. Let's not forget the greatest video game interactive teaser of all time, PT. Oh PT. yes. Oh my god, I will never forget that ever. That, that is one of my favorite pieces of video game like history in I still have it downloaded. Me too. Oh, that's awesome. PT was incredible. I wish like. Okay, screw demos and screw even screw video game trailers. I wish games would get announced like that more often. Like just yeah, drop this really weird interactive thing. Like don't say what it is, and in order to see what it actually is or is teasing, like just to play through it that's, and like look at clues and stuff. That's what I like so much about the Resident Evil Seven. Uh, uh, oh yeah, the beginning was because. Yeah. Um, Yes, the trailer to E3, it was like, oh, what the hell is this game? Oh, it's Resident Evil 7. Holy crap. Yeah. But it's that that's still one of the best moments ever. Oh, my God. That was like so that. exciting. So, um, that, actually, um, that actually turned me off of Resident Evil 7 a little bit by playing the demo. Because I was like, oh, this is just trying to be PT. And like well, it doesn't feel or look as good. But then I feel like it kind of did Resident Evil 7 a disservice, actually. Because I feel like the main game is like way better than that little demo. But before yeah. that, though, there was a VR demo called uh, Kitchen. Oh, yeah. That Capcom made. And everybody, everybody thought that it was just some tech, uh, demo. tech demo. But it was actually Resident Evil 7. Yeah, now that is what I like. I, I like more of that, yeah. That's crazy. Ah, man, that's so exciting to think, wow, whoa, wait. I just played Kitchen a couple weeks ago. Holy crap, that was part of Resident Evil 7? <laughs> yeah. Oh. That is exciting. Like the shadow drops. Oh, mm-hmm. I love me a good shadow drop. And when they when they announced, yeah, the Resident Evil Seven demo was a little weird, uh, but I think that was partially on people's fault. Yeah, uh, partially on the uh, audience's fault because the dummy finger and people <laughs> just got way too. I, I actually, I really liked how they kept stealth updating it. To like yes. add more parts of it. That's one thing that I liked about that. Every update was like exciting because I was like, holy crap, they just said like, the what is this? But, but yeah, like playing that first uh playing that first iteration of that demo was really underwhelming. It's kinda like mm-hmm. it's kinda like playing the first day of Animal Crossing where like you do everything you can do in ten minutes and then <laughs> now you have to wait like tomorrow to see anything else. It's like what? Right, right. <laughs> and I, I liked it when they updated the demo 
in VR. So that, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. I feel like cool. um one thing cuz like video games are so much different than movies and there's so much that you can do with them. And mm-hmm. I love how like Kit the Kitchen demo and PT kind of pushed the way you could announce and like tease a game versus yeah. watching a trailer cuz like video games are such more interactive than movies and yeah. I feel like we should try announce games in a more cool and creative way than just trailers yeah. even though trailers that's, are cool exactly that's why i think more demos should come out that like jonathan said aren't exactly one-to-one with what you would be playing for sure uh, just kind of introduce you to the game mechanics introduce you to the characters even even i think like little intro to the game would be interesting yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, i wanted to bring up would be good I want to bring up how weird it was to me when Bethesda announced the Doom demo that came out. I don't know if it was a couple months later or if oh. it was like a year later. But they announced a Doom demo and then they said it's only available for a week, so make yeah. sure you download it now. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think nowadays it's available like whenever like they got rid of the the week limit, yeah. which is ridiculous. But I mean that's like I think. One of the few examples of like a big Western AAA game that has a demo, and I don't they think did the, they did the same thing with Prey. Yeah, I thought so. Yep. I, I, read, I knew there was some other. Me. Why would you put a time limit on a demo? Uh, it's, 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 no, it's like putting a time limit on a beta. I read an article about this, and I don't know oh, if it's no, but it's so, so weird. You could because... actually play the game, but it would get, like it would stop you from playing it after that time limit. I think a beta is different because a beta lasts a certain amount of time. Like it's connected yeah. to the internet. This is just a normal demo, an offline demo. It's like you only have a week to download it, and then you can play it whenever you want. Just yeah. it's very weird to me. But oh, I mean, it doesn't matter. Wait, 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 wait. So you only had a brief couple of uh, days to download it? Yeah, to download it. it yeah. gone oh, for good. okay. I see, I see. I see. I see. I mean, I'm on. I'm on Steam right now, and I see the option for the demo. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. The demo is there to stay. I, yeah, I feel like I remember that coming out way later than the game actually launched. I did. It really did. It really did. Yeah, it came. I don't know about a year, but it was. It might no, no, no. Well I think it was. I think it came out like in like May. Like that of, E3, the the Bethesda E3, the year after Doom came out. I think that's when I'm like, hey, you got a week to yeah. play a demo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It was not. It was well after the game had actually released. That's weird. ridiculous. But I, yeah, I looked at this, these graphs. I don't know how factual they are, but a while ago they they uploaded these graphs where it was like the reason why the demo had like quote unquote died is because most people who had played the demo like never even bought the game. Like they were just satisfied enough with the demo. Yeah, so I was gonna like, say. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, so, it's like Malik was saying. He played the Gravity Rush demo and then he didn't want to buy the game. And yeah, he exactly. The demo. You just bought the game on a whim. And I'm kind of on the same boat because I love Gravity Rush. And to this day, I want to play Gravity Rush 2. But at the time, it, when it launched, it was so expensive. So I was like, oh, sick, the demo. So I played the demo. And again, I, I loved it. And I still want to play the game. But I didn't like feel the need to rush and go buy the game after playing the demo. Yeah, there speaking was of... one demo I oh. noticed that was plain out disappointing. Uh, my roommate was playing Little Nightmares. Because I already saw the game. Oh, and, uh, oh, yeah. I have no interest in buying it. But he, he played the demo. Good game. That is the that demo is, shows you nothing. Like it has you go through a few rooms, but once you encounter the first area where you actually feel a little tense, it stops. Good. Oh, I like no, that. No, no, but that's like that's like a small scare. It could at least give you like a full scare, but it was just like a it was like a hint at a scare. You, I that, like that's that. not enough. That's even close. I don't know. 
that, that, that's like that's like what I'm saying. Like, uh, I think that that's a good way of doing it because you don't give them everything. And also, if you do give them a big scare, some of the people that are playing that demo might not be into horror games and are just trying this out to see how it is. So if you give them a, like a big scare, then they're going to be like, oh my god, I, I'm not playing this. This is too scary. <laughs> yeah, but that makes me think, like, imagine you're playing like Outlast, uh, an Outlast demo, and then you got into the first tier where the guy starts chasing you, but instead of being chased, you see him come through the hallway and then the demo stops. <laughs> That's actually just kind of like the game. Outlast 2 demo. <laughs> Yeah, huh? then I'd buy the game. The uh, the Outlast 2 demo is actually kind of like that. It is like that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just teases you hardcore, and then I'm like, whatever. Uh, I mean, I, I would that, much rather I would much rather be scared in the real game than in a demo, because then I expect it in the real game, and it's like, oh, I have to play through what I played through in the demo over? Yeah. I already know what's going to happen. I already know the payoff of it. Because I, I what I think is that if I see one thrill... I expect more of those kind of thrills from the game, so I want to. I go thrill seeking. I want to find more scares like that. But if it ends before that, I don't know if the scare was good, and I don't know if it's going to be good from there on out. If it'll get better, or if it's just gonna. So it yeah, it, it leaves no, me questioning rather than interested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> I think one of the demos I was very disappointed with, and I'm so happy that I like didn't base my purchase off of that was praise demo praise demo don't play it if you have if you have uh if you have not played uh pray do not play the demo because it spoils something really fucking rad in that demo there's like oh go for it (laughs) no no function in the game wait who has played it who has played pray i've played the opening i have not Okay. It's okay. So, so you you understand what it was in the demo? In the demo, they uh, like I I don't know how you could have done it better. I really don't. But they definitely could have like they definitely could have hit this. But just when you break the glass open of your uh, glass door and then you're inside the simulation, that was mind blowing. Why do you put that in the demo? They put that in the demo. Yeah, they put that in the demo. And I was like, I was like, oh, that's awesome. But why the fuck did you put that in the demo? The the best demo slash the most depressing demo outside of PT, Mega Man Legends Three. Oh, (laughs) oh, that's a good that game. Got canned after that demo. There was and only that was one a good person. demo too. There's only one person out there I think that's played that demo and reported on it. I remember <laughs> Nintendo Power. There was a Nintendo Power back in I don't know when, 2011, and one of the reporters there got to play it and did it. Oh, it was play. Kyler. He was uh, 57. Yeah, it, no, it was definitely. <laughs> no, I, thought, I thought they wide released it, but there is footage of it online. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like the interview where like they found the guy like later on and said, So can you tell us even more about the demo? And he was like, Yeah, it was pretty good. That guy was confirmed me. That guy's confirmed me. Yeah, it was kind of, <laughs> he was fifty three at the time. Yeah, um, I don't think anything will ever be more disappointing than Silent Hills not coming out. I know. After that uh, after the playable trailer, I felt like dude, it needed to be there. No lie. O- outside of the Spider Man g- game coming out, that was my dream. Yep, game. yep, 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 yep. Guillermo yep, yep. del Toro freaking yep. uh kojima and then after the game was already canceled they had to hit me with the third punch and made me vomit Ito was doing the art design yes and I'm such a massive fan oh of my god artwork. that's insane 
and I, I just, I have nightmares to this day. I lay in bed, rolling around, thinking of my. Dream that would have been game. such a morbid game. That would have been the best Silent Hill. And like the trailer there. they showed during the Tokyo Game Show, oh like after, like, oh my god, there's this big man in a hallway. And it could have been the up. best game of all time. Oh, it so could have cool. easily just like because it, it's it, the the worst thing is that Silent Hill had such a weird way to end off with downpour that coming up with something oh, yeah. like Silent Hills to continue it on or to like to make a spinoff was just I don't know. They, they could I have was done so much with it. Uh, I was one of the very first people to actually trigger the thing at the end. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I remember I, uh, back on the good old uh, NeoGAP days. Um, oh, RIP. Uh, yeah. Rip. Um, <laughs> everybody was playing the demo and was like, what the heck is going on here? And then uh, people were like, wait, I think this is Silent Hills game. And then people were like, what the hell? What's going on? Uh, how, how do we how do we trigger what uh, this lady triggered? Um, because it was a woman who tr- had triggered the uh, trailer. Yeah. So everyone was like, what the heck? How do you do this? So I was just playing around, dude. I was in this for like four or five hours after oh my trying to figure it out. And I had my mic in. And <laughs> yep. I, I said something. And then it triggered it. And I was like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa so what's going on? What's going on uh, here? And then the phone rings. Walk over the, to the phone. He says this line. I completely forgot what it was. And then it hits. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, oh my god! I got like ch- uh, chills and everything watching this. And I immediately, immediately went back to Gaff. And I was like, guys, I did it. And they were like, what? How? And I was like, I don't fucking know. I, 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 I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Even to this day, there's still no concrete way of doing it. I know the I, I've okay I, I've triggered it like many times now and I've yeah, never same. once triggered it without a mic so you do need a mic yeah but and uh, I, I there's that there's that line like I think you either have to do the Metal Gear Solid ring or whatever uh, or really? there's there's another one uh, with yeah there's Jareth and then there's another one with Kojima saying do you like it. No way. <laughs> yes. I, yes. I usually, every time I played, I usually just start talking into the mic, like standing in place until I heard the third baby laugh. Oh, dude. But, I love it so much. Me too. I, I, love, uh, I love horror games because they're the only things that make me feel anything on the inside anymore. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Same, man. Same. no game has really like scared me to my core, except for that very first playthrough of PT. Because it is yep. like you don't know what to expect. And Absolutely. like that first time you go through the door and you realize that you're looping exactly. and like you realize every single time you loop, like a tiny little thing is off. Like that just puts you on edge. Cause like anytime you go through that loop, something could be different. We got to stop Man, talking about this. It's I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's making me so, it makes me mad because it's just, there, there were, there were good stories in Silent Hill. You know, there's people with regret. There's people who've killed their wives and stuff <laughs> like that. And, this one, it was like it, it, a dead fetus, and the the wife you probably killed oh, her too. It was a dead it, fetus, it could have been, oh. and it could have been so many. Like it could have been such a crazy story. You heard such this a crazy woman cut baby. up. Oh my god! Oh. I, I love it, and, and all the stuff on the radio that plays is oh, so eerie. No. So, you just hear it from a distance, and, and then that know. thing watching you from like above. Oh, it would have been so the weird. darkest Silent Hill out there. Like I know it. <sighs> Okay, we got to stop talking about this. It's actually making me angry I'm that so we don't have to. 
So it demos everybody. A single oh. tear falls. So the last question before we get into our uh, movie discussion is uh, difficulty options in uh, games. Um, This question comes up a lot regarding like Dark Souls or again like Fury um, where you have this difficult game uh, that's meant to be difficult. Do you put a difficulty option in there or not? Like for Dark Souls, for example, do you put an easy mode in there? I think, I think there should be one, but if it's that kind of difficult game, I like it when they do it teasingly. Like with Shin Megami Tensei 4, it's supposed to be a last option, like if you die, it's supposed to make you feel bad. You are not playing it how it's meant to be played. Like Wolfenstein. You're bad. Yeah. Like the baby mode in Wolfenstein. Yeah, exactly. I it's played on like... the baby mode, by the way, the first one. Kid mode. I did it. <laughs> Shame on you. Yeah. And Dude, I feel I like it. there should also be, um, on harder difficulties, there should be stuff that you can find, like it is in many games, that you can't find on the lower difficulties. Ooh. I, I feel like there should be Ooh. hidden things because it's just, it's it's that much more that you have to do to find those things. It's it's hidden treasure. You don't get treasure from playing through on you know baby mode. You you know, I think it depends on the game of that situation. My, my no pain, favorite, no gain. You know? my, favorite <laughs> game, my favorite game in regards to difficulty options is Kid Icarus Uprising. Yeah, that game yeah, that's a good one. That's a good so one. So good. Oh, you, you like it's like risk and reward. You have like a cauldron before you start every level, and you know from. I think like right. one, yeah, one point oh, or maybe even like zero point one, all the way to I think nine, like a straight up nine point oh, and every single like eight point one, or you can do six point four or anything, and it all scales, and you throw in more hearts to to go on the harder difficulty. Now let's set the yeah. But if you're good at the game, it throws you more hearts, so it's like a risk versus reward. It's like how yeah. good do you think you are, and if you I are would. that good, you're going to get rewarded for it. And it also has, like, all that stuff Malik was talking about. Like, if you have, like, a level 7, like, there are doors that are, like, blocked off by difficulty. And it could be a challenge room or it could be a treasure room. But you have to be playing on that difficulty to go in and see what it is. So, that's great. I love that. Yeah, I love that so much. I remember when I first played it and I was able to do that. I was like, what? This is so awesome. I'm feeling confident. I'm going to throw this ladder all the way up. (laughs) Get my butt whooped and be like, no, I'm putting it all the way back down to 3. No shame here. Uh-huh. And if you die, you can't do the option. I think to just change it, you know. Yeah, it's like it's too much. Just you know, go down. It is and really I, cool. Yeah. I think regarding difficulty and added content regarding the difficulty, I think that the type of game is huge for yeah. that. Like if you're playing uh, a platformer, for example, I don't know. You don't can't really do like easy hard mode unless it's just mm-hmm. like, you know how much damage do you take. The thing with me and difficulty, then it's fine. But yeah, I'm sorry. The thing with me and difficulty is that, like, if there is no difficulty in the first place, it's obviously how the creator meant it to be played. Uh, like like Dark Souls, um, yeah. Where, yes, it. There should be some parts that are more accessible. Or no, you know, I, I, don't, I don't even agree with that. I think that the way Dark Souls is now is fine, and the people that want a difficulty option, I don't think they understand 
not not the appeal because I think that's stupid. Uh, Point of the but game. the but the way that the devs mean for you to play it. Yeah, because like yeah. If you, oh, go if, for it. If I had if I had an easy option in Bloodborne, for example, the tension of that game would be totally lost. Yeah. Because, like, uh, the developer's intent with that entire series, like, uh, Souls and Born, is, like, you're supposed to feel this despair. Mm-hmm. So they don't want you to feel it, like, through the environment alone. They want you to feel it within yourself as you're playing. Like, you want to yeah. feel scared and spooked around every you corner. Feel like, it. Yeah, and, and it makes you feel it good. It's just, I, don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to have more options, you know? I'm not, like, one of those people who fights for it. You know, but if you were to ask me if there should be one, I don't think there's any harm because you're not, in theory, you shouldn't lose the original intent. It's always going to be there, you know. Like if there was an easy mode for Bloodborne, you could just ignore it completely and just play on normal. And then you open it up to more people who maybe, maybe just in their lives, they don't, they want to play this game that everyone says is so good, you know. And I think more power to them. Me personally, I mean, I take it. I don't know, but that's where that reward thing comes in. Yeah. I don't really mind it because I I live with a big family and have like a lot of younger family members who love to play games. And I have my cousin who's like four or five. And um, he's like getting into video games and he's playing Mario, but man, he just. Hand him the controller and give him Bloodborne. Do it now. The jumps he can't make because he can't like fully wrap his head around the concepts of like you hold the button down longer, he jumps longer. So like, you know, I'm, I'm fine with like. For like a kid mode, I guess, and like a Nintendo game, it doesn't really bother me. But Dark Souls is Dark Souls is a whole different ordeal. Like I, yeah. I don't think Dark Souls should have a difficulty setting at all. You know, no, I just... I, yeah, I really don't think so because because just... then uh, because then if you go uh, on like Jonathan, what you said is that there's no harm if you have a easy option, but then it splits the community. And then you get those people that are already high and above everybody else saying, oh, wow, you played on the easy option? <laughs> but he, oh, yeah, the, my the thing with God. that is people are already do that. Me? Yes, Without exactly. The like so a, if they add it, it would be exponentially worse. That's true. But that's that's just supposed that. to invigorate people to try harder. That's what I think. That's what it would do to me, at least. But I guess not everybody has the same personality. Uh, some people get like some kind of like elitism thing when they play the yeah, game. You know what I mean? For sure. What for I sure. wish, what I wish more games would do, and this is something God Hand does, and I think this is really cool, is like the difficulty will be constantly adapting to the way you play. Oh, like yeah. in that game, you're like, let's mm-hmm. say you're like level one, and the game's kind of like easy, you know, like, or it's not easy, but it, it's pretty like neutral. You know what you're doing. They're gonna be fine. But then if you keep doing really good, then suddenly you're level two and there's going to be more enemies and they're going to be harder to beat. And then if you keep beating them, you get up to level three and then you get up to level die. That's like the hardest difficulty. <laughs> I, like really I, I, like, I like that. If you're really good, then you're going to be challenged. And if you're really I actually bad, think, uh, it's going to Adjustable difficulty. That's the way it should be. It it's the it way the that it should be. Underneath the, the hood, um, Resident Evil 4 does the exact same thing. Yeah, like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. That people didn't even know about for the longest time, but it actually scales its difficulty based on how good you play. Huh. That's interesting. It's for say, a horror game. There are probably there's got to be more games out there that do it. I want to say like there's got to be some, but those are that's the one that comes to mind, especially because I just started playing it. You know. Yeah, great. 
But I and, think And then another another thing with difficulty options is uh like for games like boss rush games uh like fury if you if you cut the difficulty and made it like made there be an easy mode the amount of content that is there would still be the same but it, you would burn through it much faster mm-hmm. well, another and way you could look that Another way you could look at it, I think, is like if someone plays it on easy for the first time and get acquainted with the game, they can go like, so this is how it plays. And then maybe afterwards, if they really like the game, they can challenge themselves even more, go to a higher difficulty now that they feel more confident in their ability to take things on. Or if you You think of something like this, like um, Hotline Miami, it's not insanely difficult, but it it can be pretty difficult at points where you just like, you keep going through the same problem, you die, you die, you die again. But imagine you could take multiple hits if you go on an easy mode. An easy mode. Then mold. <laughs> I, think, I think at the an very least, mode. I think at the least, every game that has difficulty options should at least let you switch them on the fly. Because there are some games where oh, yeah. if you use normal or easy, you're stuck with it the whole game. I kind of hate that too. Yep. Yeah, but then that comes in with the content stuff again. Because some of those games that have you uh, be able to switch, they... Uh, no, that don't let you switch. They have those content, like some content's open for people who are playing on the harder difficulties. Also, trophies. Like yeah, trophies. Yeah. Uncharted, yeah. Uncharted Two. I remember people would just switch to uh, legendary mode or whatever it was called right at the last boss, and it would pop the uh, trophy for being oh, really? on legendary difficulty. Another thing that can suck about difficulty modes, especially like when they include harder difficulty modes, is that like it's just artificial difficulty where they're making you weaker and the enemy stronger. So yeah. there's no like real yeah. skill in winning. It's just like now they're just giving you a hard time. Now they just stripped you down to your undies and threw you in a it's just boosting numbers. Like, like here, I'm gonna I'm gonna praise Kingdom Hearts a bit here because at, at least in Kingdom Hearts two, this is not true I think for the others, but in Kingdom Hearts two, you had your proud mode. Which is like okay, so you do half you do half damage, and they do double damage, which sucks. Why would you want to do that unless you just really like think that's a challenge, right? But then in the final mix, they added this mode called critical, and it basically makes you a glass cannon. Like it beefs you up. You do more damage. It gives you more abilities. It makes you more powerful, but you get half health, and the enemies do you know double damage. So I love that. It, it rewards you for being good at the game. And, you know, but if for you're not second, good, you're gonna die real fast. For a second, I, I imagined difficulty enhancing the game's visuals, and that just, that, that, that completely disgusted me. <laughs> yeah. imagine, like, I imagine you only can play on like low graphics if you're playing easy mode. Oh my god, dude! Eight bit, eight bit graphics. <laughs> I, I hate Uncharted's like higher difficulty modes because they just require you to sit behind cover the entire game. Yeah, and, like, oh, yeah constantly yeah. see the entire game in black and white. Black and white, yep. and I'm like, bro, I want to see the beautiful visuals of this game. Like, why are Uncharted you punishing me? In this absolute way? Worse. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up another thing about Uncharted is I think with four and the HD collection, they added like a mode that's Explore so easy. Mode. It's called Explorer mode, and it's like if you're there just for the spectacle, just for the I love that too. Graphics, which yes, and you don't that's think a game that yeah. benefits from it. I mean, I personally am not a really big fan at all of the combat in those games, at least the ones I've played. So if I could turn that stuff like as close to off as possible and like mm-hmm. just enjoy the stuff that I do like, I don't care if I'm not getting any trophies for it. That's just what I'm going to go for because that's what I'm going to yeah. enjoy the most. 
it yeah. varies from game to game, you know? Yes. It, it, yes. It, I don't think it's really clear. Mode is definitely, with story-based games like that, difficulty mode. Give give me a difficulty uh, mode. The the hardest game I ever played, uh, that the difficulty was just too strong, I couldn't beat it, was actually Gone Home. <laughs> it was just it, it was too brutal like they really need to bring that they, they need to put a difficulty mode in that and like have an easy mode or something or like a baby mode in that game <laughs> the whole game is baby mode yeah I just I, I couldn't get past it I don't know wait what, 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 sorry <laughs> oh my god that's making me think what's the hardest game I've ever beaten Ooh. might be Jack 2 Dark Souls. Oh, oh really? I've never played Jack Two. Only yeah, Jack I mean, and Dexter One. Was the thing, terrible. The thing but... that makes Jack Two really hard is that it is so strict with its checkpoints. Like you could do like uh, over half of a level if you die. Guy right back to the start. <laughs> it's like that for a lot of levels. I mean, I remember, it, um, probably not the most difficult thing I've beaten, but like it's always the first thing that comes to my mind for some reason. When I was yeah. a kid, uh, I, I loved Jack and Daxter 1, and I went over to a friend's house, and I was like, he's like, well, I got Jack 2. I was like, what? <laughs> There's a second game? Let me check this out. And I saw he was, like, running around with a gun, and I was like, what is this? This isn't my Jack and Daxter. Turn this <laughs> off. I was so disgusted that they would change the game. <laughs> uh, Jack 2, I think, is better than people give it credit for. Yeah, I, I really need to play it. There are okay. some games where I don't think that content should change, actually. Where I'm, when I'm really thinking about it, I was just going through my library and I was looking at Postal Two. Yeah, it's all and, it's all game by game basis. Yeah, because when I really look at that, Postal Two doesn't benefit from its difficulty at all. Sure, it'd probably be a little you'd grind through it really quickly, but it's not really about the difficulty in combat in Postal Two. For some people, it can be, but really, it's just about having fun in that game, and you know, upping the difficulty doesn't change it for a lot of people. I think the hardest game I ever actually beat was uh, Super Mario Brothers One. That is a hard game. It is tough. Like trying to get through it in one like game over. That's that ain't no joke. There is a way. There is a cheat that lets you start back at the start of a world instead of. Oh my god! When I first learned that, I slapped myself in the face so hard. Oh. (laughs) Because I was like, "Are you kidding me?" The whole time. Well, yeah, it was like the biggest face palm. I had to go to the hospital for like a month. <laughs> I started bleeding from my eyes. Yeah, I couldn't see for four weeks. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I think that I think the hardest game I ever beat was Bloodborne or Dark Souls Three because what is those baby games. Hour? Yeah, yeah, it's little baby hours. Uh, those games I always play on my own before I play with friends. So I guess they kind of... I'm the same way. I, I like to see, try to as my see, best to not summon. That's the thing, too. With Dark Souls, you can summon your friend whenever you want. So yeah, but... You get the, I mean, yeah, it is obtuse. It's super obtuse. You'll be playing with, like, XX Grandma Lover 49 or something for a little bit. Yeah, but once yeah. you get it, once you understand it, it's fine. It, yeah. It, it, it works. And so I think I think playing with friends... Definitely, definitely makes the games easier, and I think that's the way you do it. I like to do it like on a second playthrough. Yeah, same, 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 same. Yeah, man. I, so I yeah, really I can't I, think yeah. of one right now. The, like my most difficult. I'd say that Hotline uh, Miami two and one are definitely up there, but they're not the most difficult. I think. I thought you said uh, 
getting the gold cup in uh, Mickey Speedway USA was the hardest game you've ever ever had to play. Ah, oh yeah, I do recall yeah, you no, said that. Yeah, yeah, I believe you said that in our very first next podcast. To, yeah, next to uh, Roblox obstacle courses. That's oh, my most difficult. Oh, yeah. that's the one also, uh, Tyler, I thought I thought you said that the hardest game you ever fought or beat was that uh, Barbie game in the Yeti Boss. <laughs> Don't even remind me. Don't even remind me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Never yeah. beat it. Never beat it. The Yeti was a big roadblock. Where was the <laughs> difficulty option? Yeah, where, where was, was the difficulty, difficulty option, Barbie? <laughs> that Yeti was cool. I don't know what his problem They would have definitely benefited from an anti-Yeti difficulty option here. Yes, I, I feel but... like this whole country could benefit from an anti-Yeti proposition. <laughs> I'm going to try and I send a letter. I see Yeti about every other day. Same, dude. It's really disgusting. I don't need that. I don't need that. Truly so yeah, difficulty options. You know what else is difficult? Trying to figure out what the best picture is. Every Whoa! Day. Wow, that was a good segue. Wow. Yeah, that was actually okay. Talk about movies. So now we are going into our 2017 movie awards, featuring Chris Rock. How are you going, guys? See for Madagascar. I'm a Chris Tucker lookalike. I'm Will Smith. For some reason, I thought of Eddie Murphy instead of Chris Rock. (laughs) So we're going to go through uh, a couple of categories. Best picture, lead actor, lead actress, supporting actor, supporting actress, director, animated feature, screenplay, cinematography, film editing, sound editing, sound mixing, production design, and original score. We will start from the bottom and work our way up. Uh, So that means that we are going to stop or start uh, with the score. Uh, The the music this year was not the best, uh, but the best score, in my opinion, was pretty damn good. Uh, I think my runner-up would be Blade Runner. I don't know. Blade yeah, Runner 2049. Yeah. It was good, but it wasn't great. Or it wasn't as good as the first ones. No, yeah, I, think I don't know. I, I really... Okay, I didn't watch the first ones. But what? I really... I didn't. No, I haven't seen them yet. I saw the new Blade Runner, and I think that the music really worked well together with everything else to really entice me. I, I didn't... If the music goes in the background well, I feel like it really just reels me in. Then so did it's great. Uh, did Blade Runner get your get your best score? Yes. Oh, okay, I see. Without a doubt, I, see, I, see. Gotcha. Um, I think Blade Runner twenty forty nine had a great score. I just think it disappointed me compared to the original. The original is incredible. Like yeah, yeah. Blade Runner twenty forty nine is. Very good, but I love it. I think this year, um, I have to give uh, my best score to Alexandre Desblat for <gasps> Shape of Water. Oh, yeah, I 100% uh-huh. agree. Oh. It's my answer. Yep, okay, that was my answer as well, dude. Shape of Water, 
What a good, what a good ass movie. Oh, great. The score. Okay, let's talk about this. I remember right after the movie, I looked, I looked over Jonathan, and I was like, Professor Layton. That's what that was. <laughs> That's what that was. It reminded me of <laughs> Professor Layton. It was so, it was yeah. so comfortable. It was so, it was like, it, it was when they were first going or first showing the city, and there was like the fog and the smoke all over the place, and with like the neon light, the neon lights, and it was like France almost. Yeah, uh, and then the, the music started, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this movie's gonna be so special." Uh, Everything and- about that movie made me smile from ear to ear the yes. entire way through, and it oh, reminded yes. me why I love to make things in the first place. Yeah, it's delightful. Damn it, it is so <laughs> delightful. Oh my god, yes. Oh, it was just like that French music. Oh, it was so good. But like the opening crawl. With when the uh, the camera was like going through the room full of water, yeah. oh my god! The music, oh, yeah. I was I was like, oh shit! Okay, this is it. Guillermo del Toro is back. <laughs> I know there's the total package. He never left. It really is. Yeah, yeah, he never left, but he did for a couple of years, and then he came back. I heard Crimson Peak. <laughs> yeah. So I never saw it. I wanted to. But I like Pacific Troll, Rim. Troll Hunters on Netflix. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I mean, in my my opinion, Shape of Water score was the best of the year. It was excellent. I, I think was... so too. Yeah. I mean, it didn't have that much competition, but still. It's the one yeah, that's really, like, what else was there? You know, I will say, I haven't gone back to listen to it, but I think if I listened to Coco's again, I think I'd probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, Coco. Oh, yes. Thor yeah. Ragnarok. I, I really Coco, love Thor Ragnarok Guardians. Well, yeah, we're, it's not really a, a well. There is the original score, which is pretty good, but mm-hmm. um, Thor Ragnarok I really liked the guy that did the score for that. Uh, uh, was the lead singer uh, for Vivo or Devo? 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 <laughs> Vivo. Mark Mothersbaugh. Mark Mothersbaugh. Yep. Uh, awesome. Lot. Yeah, I thought that was super super awesome. I really like that. That was one of the scores where I was able to put the music into like my 80 synth playlist and just have it come up and I would just be instantly in and I wouldn't be like, Oh, this is from a movie. I was just like, <laughs> Oh, this is, this is a song. And I like this. Yeah, it's very this good. good. Oh yeah. So next up on the list is production design. I'm going to take Ooh. a wild guess that we all have the same answer on this one. Probably, dude. It was pretty uh, tough for me, actually, but the answer is unsurprising. Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2049. What yeah. was it up against? Actually, I will, I will okay, say... Um, don't, don't laugh at me for this. <laughs> okay, but no, the, that's the, fine, though. The production design in Paddington 2... I didn't see it. Excellent. Only actually, because I saw a bit of those, and I can agree with you. Yeah, every single frame in that movie is like intricately set up with the exact specific colors and like specific props to like make every frame like visually interesting. That, that's it. that's what I felt about uh, Shape of Water. Yeah, it's, Shape of Water as well. It, it, there's something about the clutter. There's something about the clutter oh, in yeah. Guillermo del Toro's movies that just clutter. like adds to this liveliness. Uh, but Blade Runner 2049, that's on a whole other level. Yeah, easily. <laughs> Did you hear that um, Roger Deakins, the cinematographer, 
or when it was raining and the steam was coming up it was so cold when they were filming that they had to heat up the water like during the rain scenes so the oh. heat from the water actually made it steam and he was like oh. he didn't even intend for that to happen but he loved it so he left it in there good oh. wow Oh, yeah. Crazy coincidences. Right? Yeah. 2049 is like the coziest, dirtiest movie. <laughs> so, yeah. so <laughs> it's disgusting. The coziest, dirtiest movie. It's like a whore. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So that wasn't that wasn't too yeah, surprising. Yeah, yeah, the production well, design of that movie is insane. I want to see Paddington 2. I do too. Paddington <laughs> 2 is great. I'm not a loser, you know, goes to see a G-rated movie, but I, I did, and I felt awesome about it. Oh. Yeah. I got okay, no, I, I felt a little I felt a little creepy. But I was like, whatever. <laughs> I was like, whatever, I got a movie pass. We got the wait kids. Creepy. You just you you're an art major. You can just say that, can't you? Yeah, exactly. Hey little Timmy, you're in my seat, move. Or you can just yeah. say, Oh, I'm going to see a movie. No. <laughs> no are you serious? Are you serious? You can't do that. You gotta applause. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm an awesome Jesus movie. Christ. But Paddington 2 is so pleasant. It, it's so it's such mm-hmm. a happy movie. Huh. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I do want to watch it. Yeah. I do want to watch it. He breaks out of prison. That's all I need to know. He spends the rest of the movie hiding from the cops. <laughs> in a garbage just, bin. Did, did he murder someone? He may have. Oh, I can't, <laughs> don't know. I can't you don't know. Them. You're look, left to guess. Look, all I'm saying was Paddington Two was wild. He gets locked up. Up, up for he's interpretation. Yeah, he's a criminal. Let's just say his family is no longer there. They should have. They actually should have titled the movie Paddington Two: Escape from Prison. <laughs> that's a fun time. Escape from Cell Block D. Yeah. <laughs> It was actually sub-black C, but... Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, the next category we have is sound mixing. Ooh, this, yes. one was, this one was actually a little tricky for me, but I think I was able to get it down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the way I interpret sound mixing is just the overlaying of all the different sounds going on mm-hmm. uh, during the scene. Like how all the all the different sounds played together. Uh, in my opinion, I think Dunkirk did that best. I yes. yeah, I would agree with that. Because like um, when a sound mixer does their job right, you can't even tell. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's when it's done wrong that you can tell. But uh, yeah. I think I think Dunkirk was the only movie that I've seen in this category where I was like, yeah, that that has some good sounds in it. It was the scene where they were in the boat. Yes! Yeah. Oh my god, and, that's yeah, exactly what I was thinking of. And the shots were like hitting the sides of the boat and just the metal was so loud. Ugh. It's the first time in a long time that a war movie made me tense. Because usually I don't like them because it just it feels like I'm running through the same trash constantly. I know it's supposed to be historical, but it's just it feels like a cop-out for a movie. That's That's how it usually makes me feel. But this one actually made me feel like there was something on the line and the, yeah. the sound just added so much to it. The, it sounded like it, it felt like the war was coming to me, you know? I also yeah. think that uh, another movie that did this actually pretty well was uh, get out. Really? Huh? Yeah. Cause, um, cause there, have you guys seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
there's that one scene where she's hypnotizing him and she's messing around with her cup. Oh like, yeah, okay. that scene in particular, like you that's... don't you don't notice she's like hypnotizing him at first, but then you start to hear that ting 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 ting, and then you're like, oh okay. And there's like a lot of like sound in a horror movie needs to be done like really well, and I think they did it pretty good. Would you <sighs> consider Get Out a horror movie? Uh, more suspense than horror, I guess, or thriller. I think thriller is a better thriller. description for it. Yeah, I just got into an argument online with people saying that it was a horror movie. <laughs> I mean, or, no, 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 saying, saying that it wasn't. Saying that it wasn't oh, really? I, uh, I mean, marketed I as a horror movie, which it I don't, clearly yeah. was marketed as a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, oh, I don't okay, care yeah. to, like, categorize it. It's just, I see it, I, I guess it's just, like, some kind of mystery thriller or something. Yeah, yeah it's so, a strange line, because I've seen some thrillers me, that, turn, like, that feel like horror movies instead. You know? Jonathan, what you got for sound mixing? I don't know, I'm like... You you mentioned like the tipping of the, the teacup, right? And yeah. I, I feel like there's there was I'm trying to like remember because I wanna say there was like some sound moment in the movie I've seen this year that has like that kind of effect where it's like, man, that used sounds super well. But it's like, it's just not coming to me. This is like one of the categories I couldn't come up with an answer for. Like, I was thinking Dunkirk. But I think I think my Dunkirk experience is kind of ruined because the theater I was in, it's like every time there would be some bass. You hear the speakers shaking. So oh, yeah. same here, same instead here. Instead of actual bass, it would just like you gotta see it in IMAX, bro. You gotta see it in IMAX. I saw it in IMAX. I saw oh, it in IMAX. <laughs> no, get shit on. Damn, must have been like one of the IMAXs. Uh, you no, but when I saw it, it was the exact same way. It took me out of the movie because I could just hear the the speakers go. Yeah, I will say it was a little too loud for its own good, but yeah. it was still better than anything I think I've. This year, I feel like yeah. if I give it to Dunkirk, it's kind of just like uh, I got nothing else. Yeah, I, w- I wish, I wish I knew something better because I know I, there's got to be something that I don't. What about the just... Shape of Water? Like the creature has some like, cool noises too. He does. He does. Just give it, give it the Shape of Water, dude. Just give this whole yeah. thing to Shape of Water. <laughs> okay, I'd like to give all the awards to Shape of Water, supporting okay. actress Shape of Water. I would like uh, supporting actress Goo Boy. is promoted by uh, the Emoji Movie, and therefore Emoji Movie is our best picture. <laughs> wow! <laughs> congratulations to the Emoji Movie. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. I don't want to be here anymore. Everybody clap. I have pushed the clap. Lock me up like Paddington. Good. Uh, so next up, we got sound editing. This one was the easiest for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. The one after this too. And the one after this. Um, so we'll just hit two birds with one stone. Or uh, no, no, we won't because maybe other people will have different uh, things. Uh, I thought that the sound editing in Baby Driver was the best of the year. Really. Yep, I thought that I lo- it was integral I, to the movie. I, I agree. I, I, I would I would think so, except there was a couple of scenes, especially like, I don't know, for me, there was something about the sound editing in that towards the end of the movie where like they play up his big song or whatever. And like, it's just kind of like quiet and compared to the action, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I know, but I know what you're talking about. There, yeah, there's, there's a couple of scenes like that where I feel like the sound effects versus, and I, I don't know if this is like, mixing as well but like the sound effects versus like the soundtrack like i felt like they were struggling to try and see which should play over the other but like overall i really yeah i really do love baby driver but i i don't see any other movie that i would put under that category either so i would have to say baby driver would be my pick as well Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the one scene that I always go back to like, more than any other is when he's going into the bar or the diner to pick up. Uh, yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What was her name? Deborah. Deborah. It's Deborah. He's going to pick up Deborah, and never yeah. going to give you up. He's got this plan in the background, and it was on a second watch that I like noticed just how much of that scene is actually synced up to the music. Yep. Yeah, that is it's, really good. It's perfect. Also, the uh, Hocus Pocus scene Ah, where they're in the um, uh, 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 parking lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shooting shooting is edited to edited to the shooting. That is my favorite part of the entire movie, and I wish the whole movie was like that at the very beginning. But it wasn't, but that's uh, a discussion for another day. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> a good movie a good movie that could have been amazing. Could have been a classic. Could have been a little bit. Yeah. It, it was a great experiment, like a great first yes. run at it. Because like yes. the amount of like directing skill from Edgar Wright to get those things in sync with the music while yep. filming is incredible. Yep. Who knows? Yep. Maybe maybe the necessary Baby Driver to fix all of our problems. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Oh, very necessary. Yes. I agree. Directed oh. by Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch it. And I'd be excited. Yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd watch it. But I would watch it. <laughs> they play football in the car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next up is film editing. Um, Crumbling. I, again, put Baby Driver for this one. This one's a tricky one. Like, I would have to analyze, like, each movie I've seen to, like, see what editing I like the best. Mm -hmm. Because, like, editing is really strong. And it's, like, I think it's my favorite part of production is the editing process. But, yeah, I I think getting things in sync with the music and that kind of stuff uh, for Baby Driver, I I think that does play there. Usually I don't notice editing unless it is great. Yeah, Yeah. or done poorly, like in Suicide Squad. (laughs) Yeah. That's, like, editing... Is that anything you don't notice? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like it's their right. job to be hidden, but yeah, but yeah, that's that's why I'd give it to Baby Driver too because the editing was so good that it stood out to me. I mean, yeah, I, I'm honestly, not I don't have anything movie. here, so I'd have to say Baby Driver as well because it's the only thing I can think of right now. What a what a sweep! I think uh, I think Dunkirk might be a part of this too because it has such, it's like it's telling a story unchronologically. Yeah, linearity of it. So the what, like the scenes in which it shows like the information in which it chills out to the audience, I think is kind of creative. So like that I, took I, probably some I editing. I think work. that was creative, but I think I, they really could have done that better. You honestly. think it's away from the experience? Yeah. I think with that, I think I would put that under like screenplay because mm-hmm. that was all written in. And so it was just edited to the way that it was written. Yeah. Uh, like, like I, I said the same thing about uh, Arrival last year. And I was like, oh, the editing in that movie was the best. But then I thought about it and I was like, wait, but the editing was literally just editing around the script. True. But it's also uh, a thing where, like, how long do you le- – like, you can't write how long something's going to be, like, lingered on. In yeah, a, for sure. Screen, for sure. Right? You know what I mean? So, like, that yeah, kind of stuff sure. plays into it too. Yeah, I, I, I do love the – I, I mean, I personally liked the non-linearity of 
uh, Dunkirk and just wondering how everything fit together and then finally understanding it. I thought that was really, really yeah. good. I, I regret not seeing Dunkirk a second time just just because I, I like it when you go see a movie and you have no idea what you're expecting and then you get something completely different and then you can go back and watch it again knowing what to mm-hmm. expect. You yeah, know? like maybe I should give yeah. it another shot, but honestly, I didn't like the the uh, the manner they presented the story. And that's interesting. Why not? Yeah. I'm just curious. I don't know. It left me more confused, and that's why I think it it confused the audience more than it did leave them intrigued about it. I think really? it would have been better off if it was linear. Yeah. Hmm. It, it it honestly like it left me just wanting to see where we went from there or that it felt like we were just going to unnecessary places at times and that we could just replace that with something else. I'm sure if I went back to watch it, I could uh, tell you better, but at the time, that's how I felt. Yeah, I just want to, I want another film for editing. I want to give a shout out to, there's two of them. Uh, There's a movie called The Ghost Story. Oh yeah. That entire movie is presented Uh in like four by three, which is a really unique choice. And then also uh, the other movie is It Comes at Night. Which is that horror film? Yeah, I, I want to uh, see. The, now that I think about, I'm thinking about that movie like that because like I'll be right back. It's, okay, it's yeah. You have to like, you know, like choose like choose what you show because like what you show, everybody's gonna like be picking apart. So I feel like the editing in that is really good too. I definitely wanted to watch a ghost story. Well, I think it's streaming on something. Either oh, Amazon really? Or Hulu. So I'd have to give it. a yeah yeah i need to see that too i I just remember looking at the trailer for it like when i was in the theater and i was like oh this looks really cool i need to give this a look Mm -hmm. but it wasn't playing anywhere near me and then i cried it's like you gotta go see an (laughs) art house you gotta see an art house movie to see all the art house trailers (laughs) i I want to see that it comes i forget what movie it was but like i went and saw it and there were a bunch of like interesting trailers for movies i'd never heard of before yeah i saw the it was I, Tonya. So that oh, really? I need to watch that movie. Oh, I, Tonya is fantastic. That's going to be Phenomenal. some awards for me later. That's uh, that's what I was going to say is like my runner-up for editing is I, Tonya. Um, I love the way that there's a certain style. It's like a quasi-documentary style uh, mm-hmm. that I love so much. Uh, like the big short um and uh i I, tanya a little bit there's like those there's just like those sporadic uh things in the middle like sporadic like montages that show you things how things happen and then people breaking the fourth wall i i I just really like the way that the events are laid out in those types of movies that are trying to exaggerate a true story like american made uh that movie was phenomenal as well oh, and the, editing, the editing was very much like uh the big short or i Tonya. i love that mm-hmm. i love the larger than life stories uh even though yeah. it was life i love those stories so much I think, um i think my only problem with i Tonya is that i feel like they went a bit too far sometimes with the Breaking the fourth wall because I feel like just having the interviews first in was enough, but then they took like a step further where the characters would like randomly start breaking the fourth wall and talking to the audience. Yeah, and that's that. I feel like they probably didn't have to go that far, but besides that, I, I love that movie a lot. 
Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. Oh, I just remembered that Logan came out that year too. Yep. Yep. Oh. Came out last year. Yep. All right, on to cinematography. Boy, I think All this right. going to be another. I really think this is going to be yeah. another sweep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Without a doubt. You can't even uh, compare. It was completely magical. That's all I can describe it as. It's just I, enticing. Yeah. yeah. Every shot yeah. every shot was perfect and laid out so flawlessly. Gorgeous. Also, like, another, another, uh, another movie, surprisingly, which had really good cinematography to me was uh, It. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that movie looks great like in terms of the cinematography. That's interesting. Like some remember, of the some of the special effects in it are okay. It, it's actually shot by uh, God, I can't remember. He he shot some Korean film. Um, oh, the uh, 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 the waning or something like that. The wailing. The wailing, the wailing. Like the wailing was great. That's one of my favorite horror movies. Yeah, yeah I never watched that. Because like a, a lot of horror movies kind of look bland to me, and I think this is one of the only ones that I looked at and I was like, wow, this actually looks like really cinematic. Like I like the way this looks. Yeah. Uh, Blade I think, Runner, like for sure. I think Dunkirk should get a nod for cinematography. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. Uh, it was really good. Also, a move, a little movie called Mudbound, uh, Netflix original. It's gonna get completely overlooked at the Oscars, which is a disaster because that movie is so good. Uh, oh yeah, so, I feel for cinematography as well. Wind River also took a bit there. Yeah, Wind River was good. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. The cinematography of that movie never really stood out to me that much. But not like crazy, but it definitely I don't know, I feel like it brought across the like sinister idea. You felt isolated from it. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's what I got from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Because of the like icy yeah. and just snow everywhere. Yeah, just exactly. desolate. very desolate. I didn't see that movie. And the very action good. scenes are really great. Like, especially when she goes into um when you see Elizabeth Olsen going into the yeah when she's raiding that one the house stoner house yeah exactly and when she's about to shoot at that one guy it's, it's just mace. like that perfect camera angle i, I was yep. st- i was completely stoked for that scene mm-hmm. <laughs> it was awesome that was I good regret, i regret not being able to see dunkirk in uh 35 millimeter i think it was mm-hmm. but the closest theater that was playing it in that format was in dallas i think so that was a no you were gonna, gonna drive to car. dallas no, I'm sorry. You were going to, weren't you, in Fort Worth? We were thinking about it, but I'm pretty sure that was quickly just stamped out. And let's go to Fort Worth and see. Let's go to Fort Worth and see Dunkirk. Looking back on it, I, I would have regretted that because I don't know if the movie was worth it. If it was Blade Runner. I'd be feeling bad to this day. But... <laughs> yeah, dude, I <laughs> love seeing movies in film. Yeah, it's great. It's seeing uh, Hateful Eight in film is one of my favorites. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good, yeah. that's a good one to see in film. We went to the uh, we went to this like I don't even know what you were Edward's Grand Marquis. Yeah, it was some event for it. We got like a uh, brochure booklet. Uh, and then there was the intermission and all that stuff. Oh, but that was a great experience. Besides the uh, Chinese woman puking everywhere in the oh, no. <laughs> what do you mean that adds to the experience <laughs> not my experience 
was like, oh no, this is terrible. And then I was just looked past and walked in, watched the rest of the movie. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but that, that that was a super fun experience for sure, for sure. This next one's gonna be interesting. Uh, the next uh, category we have is screenplay. Okay, I have to say, Wind River. I am right there with you. Awesome. It yep. felt so natural. I haven't yep. seen like, Winter. It just it, it feels down. amazingly natural. Every character feels like a person. And that's what was important to me. It's just they felt so damn natural. It just it eases in and you're just watching them go. It was the speech at the end with Jeremy Renner and the girl's dad. Oh yeah. Oh, and I was like, holy shit. That was good. This guy, uh, the guy that wrote it, Taylor Sheridan, he also wrote uh, Hell or High Water and uh, Sicario. Yeah. Oh, well, there this, you go. This guy, this guy is good. This guy is he's good. He's here to stay. Uh, yeah, I loved, I loved that movie so much. It was great. I don't think, I don't know if I would actually give this my screenplay award because I, I, I couldn't think of anything. But... I want to give credit to Guardians 2. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe maybe that sounds a bit surprising, but I feel like that easily has the best character work in any Marvel movie. Yeah, Guardians 2's script is phenomenal. I can see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, gonna give that a nod. I yeah. Wouldn't. I don't know um, what to give it to. I, I would probably give it to Logan. Really? Ooh, yeah, because yeah, that... uh, the the way because like writing characters that people have been around with for such a long period of time, and like mm-hmm. writing them in this context is like a really difficult challenge, and I think the way in which they pulled it off is pretty great. Because I didn't cry or anything. No, <laughs> it wasn't me that was crying. It was you. It was raining in the theater. <laughs> my eyes are leaking. For my eyes. But my yeah, eyes I, I, eyes. I, I, I really liked it. It didn't have like a generic superhero plot either, which is one thing I applauded for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the script yeah. for Shape of Water was very good as well. It that was. too. That too. Yeah. And Paddington mm-hmm. 2. Shout out to Paddington 2. Yeah. I think we all want to give it to the Emoji Movie. Oh, wow. Eject. <laughs> no, yeah, but like, oh man. Wind River script was pretty phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It was so good. It was the movie was so well acted as well. It just lent the script lent so much to that movie. It was great. Preview. Jonathan, do you have anything? Well, just Guardians too. I'm like I'm trying to think. I'm still what's like the best writing in a movie I've seen. And I have not seen Wind River yet, so I don't know. Yeah, if you like Sicario, I'd say give that a shot. Oh, yeah. I, if you like any movie, give this movie a shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's so good. I mean, Especially I think that Ryan... scene, uh, or, uh, I can't I can't spoil anything, no, never mind. <laughs> I think writing, it... writing like editing is just one of those things where when it's good, it, it feels natural and you almost don't notice it, you know? I heard Lady Birds. Lady, Bird, like Lady Birds was very yeah. good. I heard that Lady um, Birds was super good. I heard that the Phantom Thread was really good too. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen it. Paul Thomas I, Anderson I, movie. I, I really don't have any desire to see it, but really, I yeah. like Paul Thomas Anderson. So yeah, he's good. I like The Master a lot. Yeah, it's the kind of movie where I didn't it. go. 
out of my way to see it, but I'm the same way. I kind of wish I did, you know. I might still be playing. I have to look. Yeah, it's just one of those movies where I just had no interest in it at all. I'm kind of in the uh, same boat, but I feel like once I watch it, I'll really enjoy it. Yeah, I, exactly. I, like if if I force myself to watch it, I'll probably think it's a good movie. But I really don't give a single shit about a guy making dresses. You disgusting plebeian! <laughs> Sorry. Wow, jeez. Open this your mind, you trog the dream. That's the thing. Though. It's one of those Man, movies. Yeah. It's one of those movies where. I know really nothing about it besides the name and the reviews, so it'd be a surprise. Yeah, I kind of yeah, don't, don't want to. I kind of don't want to know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I wish I, I could go into. World, but... I wish I could go into every movie blind. Mm-hmm. Me too. Oh, it's so hard now. I'm sure, we're blind. <laughs> oh, I can take that See you Friday. Yeah, just slap yourself on the face super hard. <laughs> yeah, just beat, yeah, yeah, just beat sock on your brother. Yeah. Uh, so the next uh, the next category we have is actually a fun one here. It actually makes sense. Uh, animated feature. What is oh yeah, this one is so easy for me. This is the easiest. Like this one, it deserves I mean, it. I don't, I don't even think it's a. I don't think it's a bad. I don't think it's a bad year for animation either. No, yeah, it was it was awesome. Actually, uh, well, okay. First of all, for me, it's Coco. Yep. Yeah, same. Coco. Uh, second of all, I just want to. I've heard it's good. I just so want to shout out to, um, to yep. how good the Lego movies look. Yes. Um, because every little detail, as far as the scratch marks and the fingerprints on the characters, and like animating it in such a way that it looks like it was a stop motion film instead mm-hmm. of really smooth, is it's awesome. It's awesome. It's but incredible how they do from, that from yes. beginning to end, top to bottom, everything, the score, the everything, Coco. Coco is the best. Coco is honestly one of my favorite Pixar movies, period. It reminded yeah, me why I love Pixar. It is so great. Uh, with, with Cars 2 and 3 and Brave, I was like, mm, I'm not really feeling Pixar that much anymore. Like, I like, is, yuck. I like I like Brave and I like all that stuff, but it never really hit me in the same way that a Pixar movie would. Uh, Coco reminded me that, yep, Pixar, they're the ones. Yes. They got it. I, I think it's been a shaky decade for Disney and Pixar, at least in my opinion. I know a lot of people agree. really love Disney movies this decade, but there's only like two or three I really like. The rest of them I'm iffy on. I could do it without them. Pixar, I think, actually has a better track record this decade, even though they've also had some duds. But that's yeah. neither here nor there. Coco is one of the best. Uh, next year's best animated, or this year's best animated film is going to be The Isle of Dogs. Watch it. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I agree. agree. It probably will be. Like, it looks great. Holy it's going to be so good. No, I love that, that's what's, no Coco, the thing with the Pixar movies that have recently come out is that the characters just lacked anything. But then here, oh my god, it has, like, my favorite character out of the entire year. Oh yeah, it's the side character. Juan is so great. Juan's awesome. (laughs) He's the best. Everything about Juan, dude. Best character in, and I'm gonna say in any Pixar movie, I think he's the best and most well, well written, well thought out character. Yeah, he must be really amazing. Jesus, he is. No, he really is. He dances. He makes jokes. You'll know exactly what character we're talking about soon. Yep. Okay. He the only thing, uh, 
Another thing about Coco, and I kind of discussed this with Braden for a tiny bit when we first talked about it, was like mm-hmm. the overall plot fell into like a Pixar trope that they always kind of do. Yeah. Um, without without getting into specifics, it's like flipping the reverse the, the roles of like the person you think is good is actually evil. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of Disney movies have fallen into that trap, and I'm getting bored of it. Every yeah, Disney like movie falls into that trap. Basically, yeah. Well, I mean, every every <laughs> Disney movie since Tangled, I think. Or yeah, I don't basically. Know about Winnie the Pooh. Every Disney movie is going. Like, <laughs> you thought I was a good guy, but I'm a bad guy. Yeah. The thing is, though, is that I was actually genuinely shocked with Coco. Like, yes. even though they do fall into the same trap, like it still yes. hit me. Coco yeah. did it the yeah. best. Yeah. I have to actually think more. I I, I, th- I think Zootopias was good too because you were you were always thinking that the mayor or the the mayor was a good guy and then oh no I'm actually a bad guy and then the uh, the sheep or whatever is like no I'm actually the bad guy and then I, I was like saw oh what I, think, I kind of saw that coming. I think that was okay it, it lacked the impact though it was kind of like it just happened and then she's arrested five minutes later and that's okay. yeah 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 for sure. For sure, but oh, Zootopia is so fucking good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I, I don't know. Yeah, I like it. I, it's hard for me to be excited about like Disney and Pixar right now because it's purely sequels for the next two yep. years. Yeah, we just got the Wreck-It Ralph two trailer and that looks fine. Remember yeah. the Golden Age of Pixar where it was like Ratatouille and then uh, Up and then all you gotta do like, is, oh. all you gotta do is say Ratatouille. Yeah, like oh, Ratatouille is the end all be all. That's it. <laughs> even even over Coco for me. I'm excited. Yes. Yeah, Coco, still my number one. Coco, oh my god, Coco's so good. I'm excited. I really for didn't me. see that many animated films. I, I like Coco because I too am Mexican. Baby and Captain Underpants, and I have to choose Captain yeah. Underpants out of those two. I want to give <laughs> I want to give Captain Underpants a lot of credit because I think that movie is also really good. Not in the same way as Coco is, but it really yeah, it was fun. Like, it wasn't anything yeah. extraordinary. Great, great uh, animation direction. A wonderful yeah. adaptation, wonderful animation. I'm glad that uh, animation companies outside of Disney and Pixar are like, I feel like they're really finally starting to experiment with CG yep. in a way that they really haven't. And yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Boss Baby, but Captain Underpants like has like three different animation styles. We're seeing but, stop, like stop motion is kind of like a mainstay now. We get at least one of those, well, not every year, but we got Laika and we have Wes, uh, Wes Anderson whenever he feels like it. Yeah, uh, I love Pixar is just stop motion. That's my favorite form of animation. Mm-hmm. Pixar is oh. just stuck in their own bubble of CG. They're just like, you know what? We got something. Let's just keep doing it. Yeah. Also, um, uh, Captain Underpants was directed by David Soren, who wrote uh, the best CGI film of all time, which is Shark Tale. Oh, oh good for him. Good for him. Well, he, re- he redeemed himself. He redeemed he rede- himself. He redeemed- I'm, I'm going to go look up this guy's filmography. Hey, you're going to cry. <laughs> okay, so our next category is best director. Oh boy! Uh, just like on screenplay, I'm gonna have to go with Taylor Sheridan, Wind River. This one was easy for me. Dennis Villanueva, however you say it, Dennis. he wins every that time. Richard Swine. He wins every every time. Every time. I'm yeah. I'm every very time. um. He's a golden boy. He's the golden uh, boy. He's God. I'm very uh, biased when it comes to this. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. He direct. Oh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Oh, okay. Blade Runner. Um. Also, like when I saw Blade Runner. Blade Runner twenty four. Blade Runner. (laughs) When I saw uh, Prisoners, 
like yes. one of many things clicked in my head after I saw that movie yeah. Prisoners. One, Nobody's seen Hugh, the movie. Dude, one, Hugh Jackman is incredible. Two, yeah, his nose, movie. his nose is incredible. Yes. Three, the cinematography also done by Roger Deakins, excellent, yep. excellent. Four, uh, I love the director Denis Villeneuve, and I will follow him to the ends of the earth, and I will watch yep. every single one of his he movies. Is, he, he is baby Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I, I looked him up, and it, it is confirmed that He's he is actually, actually baby Jesus. Dude, this guy is the best. He's a gift. He's the best. Like, on yes, he's a gift. If you watch any interview with him and listen to anything he has to say about his movies, he is so passionate. Yep. Like, it's, he's amazing. Dude. Wow. It made, it made me sad to see him talking about Blade Runner now. He, like, kind of felt bad that it failed. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, did he? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Fail. I'm glad that the studio backed him up on it, though. How they were like, we don't want to keep making, like, you know, super silly, like, movies to make money. Like, we're glad. Like, we don't regret making this movie. Yeah, they straight up said, we made the most expensive art house film ever. (laughs) Yeah. It made me sad because I saw some people saying that Blade Runner should have been more. Accessible, I guess. And I feel like, yeah, I would have been scum. Would have been a shame. (laughs) Scum. Try and put difficulty options on our movies. (laughs) Get out. (sighs) Enough is enough. Go watch Boss Baby. Go watch. Go watch. Go watch Thor Ragnarok and say that that it has the best villain in any Marvel movie. Wow. Indeed. Get out of here. It does. Wow. Yeah, but Dennis, <laughs> Denny, Vinny, uh, <laughs> Devil Neville, um, he has got the best track record right now. Prisoners, Sicario, Sicario, Sicario. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. Every single one of his movies <laughs> is a masterpiece. Yeah, I, I, I actually it. consider Arrival as a perfect movie. I think that is a flawless movie. I love Arrival, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I watch the movie all the time. I don't think that's there's a single thing I would change. When I worked at the video perfect. store, it broke my heart how much everybody hated that movie. <laughs> like the general audience that came into my store to rent movies, they're like, "What movie do you recommend?" And I was like, "Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, Arrival. You like sci-fi? You like suspense? It's awesome. Go rent it." You want your like, mind blown in a logical every- way? Every single person who came back was like, this is the boringest movie I ever fell asleep. Why would you recommend this to me? And I was like, well, I have no hope for humanity anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, right. You know, after watching Annihilation, uh, there's two different types of mind blown. There's the logical mind blown, and then mm-hmm. there's the mind blown. Where you're yeah. just like, my mind can actually, like, can't comprehend what I just saw. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... It's like, you know, like, if, if you dislike the movie, that's fine or whatever. But it's just, like, to see, like, the yeah, overwhelming vast majority of people, like, that d- dislike that movie. Wrong. I was like, ah. Yeah, but they're wrong. They're actually, they're actually wrong. wrong. Like, they're I, actually I feel like wrong. I sincerely do think they're wrong, like, in a, in a way that – No, no, no. <laughs> no like, I do in too. a way that's that they're just, they don't like it because they're confused. They, yeah. That's that like, they're confused in the wrong way. Not that they can't fo- – like, they, they actually can't follow the concept. Like that's, they don't their, even, that's their problem. That's not a problem with the movie. It's that's not one reason um, I love watching movies in a theater because – and like taking my family to watch a movie in the theater is because like all distractions are gone at that point. You're yeah. forced to focus on the movie because every time I try to 
play a movie with my family here, like especially one they that just I like. Fall asleep. They fall asleep. They start looking they at the phone. Yes, they get, they get super distracted. They start a conversation in the middle of the movie, and like they just don't pay attention, and like yeah. they miss all the tiny details. So like, I tried telling arrival to my family over uh, Christmas break, and uh, my grandfather was the only one that stayed up and watched it with me, and he loved it. Everybody else was like, no. Yeah, I can't there. show a movie to my family anymore unless I force them to go to the theaters. It's it's oh. such a big bummer. Arrival is perfect. I was trying to watch, or my sister was begging me to watch a Disney movie, so I'm like, we're going to watch The Emperor's New Groove, and she was like, great. After one hour of waiting for her to do her stuff, <laughs> start watching it for ten minutes. She's on her phone half the time, and she's like, I'm going to go to bed. We'll watch it another time. Yeah, it awesome. happens all the time. I love that. That it's was like, a great experience. <laughs> the attention span of, like, people has gone so down, like, so fast. I know. It's impossible, dude. Eh, it can only get worse from here. I think I think that's why uh, TV shows are becoming more popular than movies now is because yep. like you have that ability to just watch it in short bursts. Bite, you know what I mean? Bite-sized media. Yeah, yeah I mean, look at us. I mean, that's why, that's why Vine, videos and stuff. That's yeah. why Vine was such a hit. Yeah. Even then, you got Six a lot seconds. of TV shows that are like an hour long an episode. I mean, that's, oh yeah, that is true. But I feel like once you once you know that it's an hour long versus two it's hours a long, like mindset. Yeah, it's a completely different mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, it's probably like slower pace because you have to stretch the story out over a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's something you just jump back to. You don't jump back into a movie. I, like I don't feel like I do. Yeah, I like you could pause it and go to Walmart and come back. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I restart it if I get if I went away from it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Exactly. Like you can't watch a movie in bite-sized chunks because then like you're just being taken out of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have to watch that in one go. So a lot of people are like, I can't sit still for two hours. <laughs> exactly. I gotta go to the kitchen and look at the fridge for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go to the. I gotta go to the fridge. I gotta. The go action to is the, over. They're, they're starting to, the to talk to each other. I don't give a fuck what they gotta say. Make, make my popcorn. Oh, we don't yeah. have any popcorn. Oh, I'll just go back, sit down, watch the movie. Oh, you know what? I'm feeling some. I'm feeling some popcorn. Oh, we don't have any popcorn. Exactly. That's how I feel like uh, when I'm watching with. um, That's how that's how I feel when I'm watching with my roommates. Sometimes it's just like, or these ones here. It's uh, I'm watching like Train to Busan. That's not even that like that deep of a character. Like um, not 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 even that much exposition. But Mm -hmm. there's a bit of character exposition, a bit of dialogue, and they're already like boring themselves to death. It's Mm -hmm. 20 minutes of the beginning of the movie are dialogue. Come on. And then the yeah. rest is action. Just sit through that. Like I know. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I yeah. I hate like while I was watching Arrival, like having already seen it, I was like anticipating parts that my family would look, watch and be like, "Oh crap, that's cool." But it's like in that anticipation, oh, yeah. you're watching around the rest of the room, trying to gauge the feel of the room. <laughs> and that's what's bad. Yeah, it's because, like, yeah. at that point, they just stop paying attention sometimes, and you're like, yeah, what happened? Like, like, you missed like, it. The worst, the worst I mean, it's feeling. it's character development. I don't understand. The worst mm. feeling in the world is when, like, there's a part that you really love, and you want to see how your friend or whoever's going to react to it, and you look over, <laughs> and they're just on their phone. They're dead. That yeah. is the worst part, dude. That's why I, I just don't care anymore. I put a movie on for me, and I just start watching it. I don't care what anybody else thinks yeah. anymore. Pretty yeah. much. My, my mom walks into the room. You watch the weirdest things. It's like, uh, yeah, because it's good. Oh, did you know that? Uh, did you know that the Greatest Showman is much deeper than La La Land? <laughs> you know what? 
I should have given that movie props for best uh, score because that movie's got some good songs. Uh, La La Land. Greatest Showman. Yeah, Greatest Showman. Showman. It's got some good oh, okay. songs. Okay, huh. I haven't seen it yet. La La Land. I feel like I don't know. I I the the songs were good, but at the same time, I felt like they were they were just readaptions of modern songs. Like I felt like I heard a lot of modern songs, it, like it that, which is good. They they worked with it, but it's like. Yeah. Not every song was a hit, but the songs that I liked, I think I really liked. So, it was like the beginning the whole time. Man, oh, what a start. Oh my god. Dude, what, what you, a start. Uh, Best start of the year. <laughs> what do you guys think of uh, Lala? Oh, oh, wait. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Wait, we moved on to another category. <laughs> what? Best oh, start? Oh, no. Like, Best, number best one start? Star? Best starts of the year. Goes, oh, goes to Greater Shulman. Okay, end oh, of discussion. See, see. What were you going to okay. say? Okay, I thought you said <laughs> star of the year. I thought we had moved on to a new category. Okay, no, I was just going to say, uh, what did you guys think of La La Land? Oh, La La Land. I thought it was great. Loved it. Okay, I, I love every single second of the year. However, year 2016. so many people hate that movie. So I feel bad yes, for liking yes. it. No, and I'm like, no, no, what? No. Is there something I'm not seeing here? No, I don't know. I mean, I just, it just appeals it. to some people and some people it doesn't. But I felt it was nice. I think I think I could see. Where, it's like, too I, sad. I think I could, I could see where the stain comes from <laughs> before you get to the ending. You yeah, know? for like sure. If the, if the movie was exactly the same, but the ending was not what it was, I could kind of see it. But the entire ending completely like perfection flips the movie on its head and it's, it's it was the first time i had ever gone to the movie with friends who could not finish the movie and we had to walk out uh, what no yes i saw the really? movie for the, yeah i saw the movie for the uh, first time by myself uh because it was this is before it was mainstream right i had to go out of my way and like drive to go watch it yeah that's what we had to do and then as soon as it came to like theater theaters because i love damien chazelle because i love whiplash it's one of my oh, favorite movies ever Amazing. better than so I was like okay yeah, my I friends they're uh so I went to high school with them we all like movies and stuff they're gonna like this movie Disgusting. and then halfway through they just look at me like what is this movie and oh they like cringe God. their ways out of the theater and I was like oh I hate you guys so much oh I would have yeah. I would have stayed in there and be like yeah, yeah, for real. Inside for out, you wait for me you assholes yeah. my face yeah. turned inside that. out oh my god I would have punched like, them they couldn't uh they, they looked at me as soon as the musical started and i warned them beforehand it was a musical and i was like no trust me halfway through it turns into like a normal person movie you'll love it they couldn't even make it to that point they were just oh, like okay why did you too angry we, we're having some really angry discussions <laughs> <laughs> all right we got to move on change it change the subject all right Best well we are going to talk about supporting actress all right all right Easy one. Who wants to start? It was easy for you, Jonathan. Very easy. Let's hear it. Allison Janey, I Tonya. I Tonya. Yeah, very good. Uh, I actually gave it. It was between Allison Janey and Lori Metcalf for Lady Bird as Mm -hmm. Lady Bird's mother. Uh, And I think I I think I would give the edge to Lori Metcalf or how Metcalf. I don't know how you pronounce her name, but she was exceptional, felt like a true mom. Everything in that movie was just so real, uh, which I, I really liked. Uh, not 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 the movie for me. As like I, I appreciate everything 
put into that movie. Not a movie for me, but the uh, the performances were fantastic. And I think Laurie Metcalf, Metcalf, whatever, uh, was phenomenal in that in that movie. And I think I gave it, I gave her the edge over Allison Janney because she was in it more. But Allison Janney was phenomenal. Like her performance is like if you told me this was like a real person, not even an actor. I was like, yes. okay, I 100% believe. Yes. Like, it is so rare, I think, for an actor or an actress to just fall into a role so perfectly that you completely forget it's acting at all. Yes. Yeah. It's insane. Like, uh, so that's why, yeah. You're making me want to switch. This was the toughest one for me. This one and lead actress were the toughest for me, but... Uh, honestly, this one wasn't too tough for me because I didn't watch too many movies in 2017. But Elizabeth Olsen in um, Wind, River. Wind River, yeah, yeah, she's she was great in that she, movie. I yeah, I felt like she was a she wasn't too spectacular, but she didn't come off as the cliche, you know, uh, you know FBI. No, yeah, it was subtle. Yeah, she, yeah, exactly. She was subtle. She played her role right. She was cautious and realistic. All and that's what I writing, liked about man. the character. And she also led so to the, good. yeah, led to a lot of exposition about the main character as well. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, for me, of the movies I've seen, uh, I really like. I don't know if I is this how you pronounce it? Daphne Keen, who played the little girl in Logan. Uh, oh, she did an excellent job. Um, other than that, uh, I did like that girl in Dunkirk. I think she did a good job too. Uh, who played his girlfriend? Oh, girl in Dunkirk. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know I like Why did I say Dunkirk? <laughs> no, uh, get out, get out. My, my B. My B. Oh, okay. Were you gonna give like an award to one of the nurses or something? <laughs> and nurse oh. number three, best supporting actress. I was like, there was a woman in Dunkirk. That's actually kind of sad when you put that. Yeah, yeah it actually is. I <laughs> thought about it, and I was like, oh no, if I say, if I ask this question, I'm gonna look bad. But, but no, no, yeah, it, you, yeah, no, you're right. There were. That's so weird. Any girls in World War Two? Everybody knows that it's historically accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I'm. It's not a movie I think I'm watching for. Where was Wonder Woman in it? <laughs> it was oh, Warner Brothers. It was Warner Brothers. It should have been a crossover. Yeah, I'm going to say the, the Lady Smurfs Actors. in Smurfs 2 was the best of what he had. Katy Perry? Katy Perry. The top Katie movie of 2018. Perry. Nomeo and Juliet. Charlotte Gnome. No, yeah. Oh, the, uh, the actress in Get Out was very good. She's also extraordinarily attractive. Holy <laughs> She is very, 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 very beautiful. But she's also good at acting. I'd kidnap her. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's the baby Get Out. It's the baby oh, Get Out. We are on a watch list now. Yeah, pretty much FBI. after I revealed my pirating you, stuff, I've been on you a need to spooky movie for a spooky boy. All right, Tyler, eject, eject, dog, eject. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I apologize. No, <laughs> condone this behavior. Uh, all right. So yeah, supporting actress actresses were very very good this year. Um, better than last year for sure. 
Uh, I don't. I, I as much as I like Emma Stone, I don't know how the heck that was. It was a good performance, but uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, that's what I got for Emma Stone last year winning. Uh, so next up is supporting actor. Um, this this was the first award that I did, and I gave it to Sebastian Stan and I, Tanya. Nice. He's in that movie. Phenomenal. Yes, dude. Sebastian Stan is uh the is Tanya's boyfriend. Okay, I need to see that. Wow. Movie. Great performance. So thinking, good. I was thinking of giving it to Sebastian Stan. I re- I couldn't come up with an answer for this one either because of like who do I pick? Another one I want to give props to. Like I thought about this one and I was like, yeah, he was good. Was uh Adam Driver and Logan Lucky. I didn't play that part. Yes. Super yes. well. It was awesome. Yep. I loved them. Yeah. Exactly. I totally forgot I watched Logan that, Lucky. Jesus. That's, that's a good uh, movie. Man, that I yeah, wanted to give right. some props. I wanted to give it some props. So, you know what? Yeah. Adam Driver, you get my fictional award. Can I say Adam? Can I say Adam Driver in Star Wars? Because I just yeah, love Adam can. Driver. I he's love good. Adam Driver. He is good. He, he's actually He's like the People best actually, club of this whole trilogy. For sure. People hate him so much. People what? hate those scenes, dude. People hate the scenes between Ray and uh, Kylo. Those Who like, are these people? Are they real? Those were so good. They're oh, just man. holograms. Good, dude. Yeah. Supporting actor. Adam Driver's good. I like that pick. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, for mine, I'm going to have to go with Jared Leto in Blade Runner 2049. As oh, okay. Neander Wallace. Oh, okay. I think he nailed the villain. It was absolutely fantastic. He gave me a sense of dread that, like, I haven't felt with a villain in a bit. I wish he was in it more. Yeah, I hate. I really wish they had about, more about him, but I love him in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, oh, Jared Leto is a he is a, a pretty like just stupid person. <laughs> Man, I Jared hate that Leto. Guy. Jared Leto wants to bring back Tron. I say let him be. He looks like a, a good guy. He looks like a, walking, like, <laughs> like a walking pile of he is slime. Yeah, he is actually disgusting. I, I think it's because of his it, it's his eyelids. Like they're his eyes are always half open and he just looks mm-hmm. so sleazy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> the way he talks to he is so arrogant. Yeah, I just Yuck. What a yuck he looks. Put him in a locker lock and forget up. about him. <laughs> Yeah, lock him up. Like a small middle school lock him. Eject this man. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, he was good. He was good Blade Runner. Yeah, uh, he was I, I, I just wish that he was in it more. Mm. He was well, definitely perfectly shame. cast for that, considering you're saying how slimy he is. It is, and it is Andrew nice, Wallace. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure the original casting choice is going to be David Bowie. But, uh, oh. Yeah. Ouch. I cry. Oh, can I say uh can I say Willem Dafoe in John Wick 2? Oh yes. He, was he in John Wick 2? I think he was in- well, I like in a flashback. I think they flashback to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough for me though. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> I wish I, I wish I saw the Florida project cuz he was in it. Yeah, I got to give uh props to the uh uh guy uh, I think his title was guy who gets pencil in head in John Wick 2. Okay, yeah, <laughs> nod, nod to him. That's nod a good to him. Thing. Good man, good man. Uh, so next up is our lead actress. This one was actually pretty hard for me. It was, it's a toss-up between Margot Robbie and Itanya. 
and Sally Hawkins in Shape of Water. Are you me? I feel like we've had like almost the same answers for everything because that's the exact same <laughs> struggle I had. Really? Yeah. Dude, it was it, – this was tough. I wrote both of their names down. Uh, I don't know who to put. I think – You know – I think it, if I if, if I had to take a bullet for it, I would pick Sally Hawkins. I think so too. But Margot Robbie also not quite yeah. as much as Allison Janney, but she had that same effect where kind of yep. actress. Yeah, feels like a real person. I tell you guys, you guys got to watch this, man. I really need it to. Is, it is so good. Movie. I didn't even know Margot Robbie was in it. I literally know nothing about this movie. Just, just watch it. Just go watch it. Don't look up anything. All right, just yeah. watch it. Uh, the Pirate Bay. The your mind will like. Your mind oh, will be Tyler. like. This actually happened. <laughs> Tyler, you're wasting time. Get off. Go watch it. Okay, guys, gotta go. <laughs> yeah, eject. Um, it's it's really really good. Gotta go watch it. But yeah, I, I think I would give it to Sally Hawkins. Just her portrayal of a mute character, but you could still completely see what she was trying to say. Oh, yeah. Very good. It was immeasurable. She was also lead actress, I think, in Paddington 2. She was. Yeah, she was. was. I was going to bring that up. Thank you. You're welcome. So what do you guys pick? Uh, it's really difficult for me, actually. It, it it would probably be her from Shape of Water, but I want to give props. I actually think Gal Gadot. Like, I don't like Wonder Woman that much, but I think she did yeah. a good job as Wonder Woman. So I'll give her props for that. Oof. She definitely not seen a movie with a female lead in 2017. Disgusting. Man. I, I, I think Wind River. I think Al, Elizabeth Olsen would actually be a lead, a lead there. All right. Yeah, for sure. So does she get both yeah. your supporting and lead awards? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Best actress. I will. Yeah. I will say with regards to Gal Gadot, she was definitely way better than I was expecting because I remember that yeah. casting and I was like, why? No way. I'm the same way. Would I give her an award for it? No. But yeah. I think- a little rough. A little rough around the edges. Also, like, yeah. not the biggest fan of Jennifer Lawrence, but she did good in Mother, like, working with what she had to work with. Oh, the trailers for watching that uh, movie. You'll uh, never forget them. The same, the same expression is always on her face in that movie. Yeah. I've never I've seen. Seen. Yeah, that is true. And in the movie, it is like that, but... <laughs> The things that she has to see and like, yeah, you know, yeah, react yeah, yeah. to in the movie, I'm like, okay, she's all right. But no, she That's is very, she's very play face. She's she's Ryan Gosling in that movie. Can't wait to watch Red Sparrow. Not ooh, ooh. no, yeah. I'm not going to see that. Yeah, so uh, man, Margot Robbie was so good, but I do think Sally Hawkins has the edge there. Yeah. Oh man, Shape of Water, what a great, yeah. Give it to her for Paddington, though, not for Shape of Water. Oh, okay. Just, just, to make, just to make me I, happy. I think, mm, I, I think even Guillermo del Toro for Best Director might make sense. It's just the bias for Denis Villeneuve <laughs> is, yeah. like, is too much. But, I, yeah. Uh, Maybe Guillermo could give it to Guillermo. I love you. Guillermo. You know what? I'm going to give Best Director to Guillermo. I love you, Guillermo. Shout out to you, Guillermo. Guillermo, uh, I want to get stuck in one of your belly Come on our show, Guillermo. Let's have a chat. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk yeah. about games. Let's talk about games. <laughs> Dude, I would totally be down to talk about games with Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Be Do you think Guillermo awesome. del Toro has played Wario Land? That's what I'd ask him. Probably. <laughs> you know, Dude, I, you know, I, bet, you know, I bet he does. You know who still plays video games and is on the brink of death? All John Carpenter. And all of us as well. 
John Carpenter still plays video games. <laughs> all of us? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're all on the brink of death. <laughs> Especially me. Yeah, Kyler, you're like, what, 84? Uh, I'm turning 87 next week, actually. Well, I mean, you, were, you were 53 uh, when the Mega Man Legends 3 demo came out. Well, <laughs> I have Benjamin Button Dude. disease. Yeah, Kyler, Kyler uh, ages by the minute. <laughs> it's kind of amazing that you've lived this long, except for this whole podcast. Yeah, yeah when he said 87, when he said 80, no, you're not Forrest Whitaker, Kyler. No, I'm 90. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. When you said eighty, eighty-seven, eighty-seven thousand deteriorated in three years. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now on to best actor. Uh, oh, this one was pretty easy for me. James I Franco. had to give it to James, James Franco. Franco. Yes. Oh. Okay. I have James not. Down. I have not seen the room, nor have I seen the Disaster Artist. Go check it out. These are two problems I need to fix immediately. Go, go check out the room. Watch. Like, I'm not saying like it's not no, like crazy like um you you have to go see it, but check it out. Yeah, it's worth a watch. Okay. Disaster I, artists. I already know what to expect from both of the movies. I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Disaster don't expect like, don't expect amazing things from Disaster Artists. Yeah, Disaster okay. Artists was good, although I feel like it was it didn't go as far with the concept as it should have. It was pretty laid back for what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm gonna give James Franco all the props in the world. Oh my god. That was one of the best performances. Should, should I put transformed uh, into a man? I feel like I should put <laughs> I feel like you should put the disaster artist into premiere and then at the very end cut in the room. That way it's just this one seamless long thing. <laughs> they kinda do that a little bit. I'm actually gonna do that. In the they credits, they like show a lot of like the old room scenes, like yeah. okay. the new actors. Dude, doing James Franco transformed into a new man. He was Tommy Wiseau. Like he was Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Yeah, he he definitely pulled that off. Like that's how I imagine Tommy Wiseau definitely was like on the spot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And the fact that some of his dialect. Is starting to like blur with James Franco's. It's not very good. Like that's scary. That that would be scary to get so involved into a role that you start to become the man that you feared all along. Oh no! Well, hey, there's yeah. a Jim Carrey documentary about that. I watched it. Best documentary. I would have given it to that. That movie was, or that doc was awesome. Where he turns into Andy. Andy uh, what's his name? Andy Warhol. Yeah. No, Warhol. Andy Warhol. He gets, he gets no. himself made. <laughs> he starts doing pop art. That's the wrong Andy. <laughs> Definitely not Andy Warhol. I was about to say Andy Warhol, but I was like, no, that's not Andy Warhol. <laughs> you uncultured swine. <laughs> Damn it, John. <laughs> You know who Andy Warhol kind of looks like? Don't tell me. Harrison Ford, dude. What? No, he doesn't. Yes, Harrison Ford. I've seen him before. I do not think. I'm going to Google him. Let me see just to make sure. What? No, this is not not Harrison Ford. Harrison Harrison Ford could play Andy Warhol. Okay, okay. he could. If you lost a lot of weight, though. I posted in Discord. 
If Harrison Ford got into a massive car accident and had to get his face <laughs> Yeah, he could do it. I can see it. Look at that With picture. With a bit of makeup, he could pull it off. Dude. That's Harrison Ford when he was younger. Okay. <laughs> wow, dude. Yes. Andy Warhol. Jim Carrey became Andy Warhol. Man <laughs> Can't stop the... looking at the dog in that picture. I'll... <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I'm dropping in a, a picture of Harrison Ford so you can okay. compare. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar. Uh, you gonna post that one? Oh God, that is that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so that leads us to one thing and one thing only. Best hey, picture. I, I didn't get to see my best actor. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, boy. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Wait, let me it's guess. Har- yes. It's just Harrison Ford. Oh. Not Harrison Ford. No, no. It's a. Uh, uh, Hugh Jackman. It's Hugh Jackman. God it's damn it. Jackman. That's where I was going to guess. I was going to guess Hugh Jackman. Well, you you guessed correct. Good. For Logan. For a great show. It's actually really Harrison Ford. It's, you know, I, just, I will say, I liked, I liked Hugh Jackman a lot in the greatest showman. That was a well acted movie. Everyone he's in that movie. They were really. Yeah, I, I can he's agree. He's in that movie. Come he's on. He's in that movie. He's so in now I have to see the character. I think yeah. everyone in that movie had a lot of fun and it shows. It's. I was yeah. surprised to see him. I was surprised to see him in that well, role. Thanks for like, ruining it. Pull it off like that. Yeah, Hugh Jackman yeah. and Logan. Everyone spoiled you. That's a good Or uh, Daniel. <laughs> oh man, I forgot what his name is. Daniel Okemboye. Okemboye in uh, Get Out. He was real good. He was real good. Uh, Andy Circus playing the monkey for War of the Planet of oh, the Apes. Just, Andy Circus yeah. is great oh, in everything. My. Also, Tom Cruise in American Made. Shout out to my boy, Tommy. I don't like Tommy. Also, also Ansel Elgort. Tom, can I yeah. get an invitation Ansel to Scientology? Dude, I will fight you to the end of days over Tom Cruise, Kyler. Really? He is, I, I have very – like if you made a Venn diagram of how much I hate uh, Tommy Cruise and uh, Jared Leto, there's a lot of intersections there. Disgusting. You disgusting. People on the same locker. Anger. This whole podcast is anger tonight. <laughs> Except for this. The best picture. Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2049, yes. Blade Runner 2049. Have you guys seen Blade Runner 2049? Have I? Yes, I have. Blade Runner is very good. I'm gonna. What you see? <laughs> Long silence. I feel That's like we talk about, about Blade Runner so much that there's really not much left to say. Yeah, I almost feel yeah. guilty for giving it to Blade no, Runner. Yeah, no, Blade Runner is perfect. There's, I mean, there's like a lot of good indie movies I haven't even seen yet, so, so I can't really like say for sure. But from what I have seen, and based on my particular biases towards cyberpunk aesthetic and Denis Villeneuve, yep, it's 100% Blade Runner. <laughs> it's Devil Metal. Thank you. Yeah, Devil Neville. His name is Devil Neville. Wow. No, that's actually just worse. Blade Runner. I I mean, Blade Runner kind of got, or it should get the same treatment as Mad Max, where Mad Max wins all the technical awards. And uh, I I don't understand that. I don't understand how a movie can win all the technical awards, still have a good story, still have it make you care about the characters. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, even if the even if that movie had like a twenty million dollar budget, if it had the same plot, I still think it would be way up there. Yes, you know, I agree. Yeah. The best of the year. 
Mad Max should have won. It should have won. What did win? Spotlight. Spotlight won. <laughs> I don't even remember I Spotlight. I don't even know what Spotlight, Spotlight won even uh won over Big Short, it won over the Revenant, it won over Mad Max. What the hell what the hell are you thinking, Academy? Get out of here. We're gonna give it to you this time. We're gonna give it to Baby Driver. It does have Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's the spotlight. So Get I think it deserved every award it got. Blade Runner. Blade Runner needs to win. It's not it's not even gonna be nominated. Not right? nominated. I don't think it is nominated. It is not nominated. Yeah, it's not nominated. What? It should win. They it nominated should, should win. nine movies. They should have made it an even <sighs> I'm gonna write angry no. letters to Andy Warhol. Tweet. <laughs> Tweet, 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 if Black Panther actually gets nominated, it's going to get nominated. I guarantee it. It's not going to. Jonathan, I, I'll make a bet. I'll make I a bet. Will, I think it will I think get nominated. It'll be one of the only two. I think, I think it's going to be nominated because it's important. I'll make so. it a bet. Okay? Oh, yeah. I'm going to bet with you. I'm going to bet with you right now, Jonathan. No, 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 no monetary value. No monetary value. You said it had to be monetary. No. There's just got to be some form of stakes on the line here. Well, let's figure this out. Let's they, figure this out. got to stream a game. A game that they no. Hate. A game that they hate? Yeah. Yes. Oof. I okay. Mean, game you really hate. Ooh. Big rigs. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's I don't hear know how, what, I can't, I can't stream this because it's a 3DS game. You have to play game. through Bubsy. No. If, if, yeah. if it's not nominated, I will have to play through all of Paper Mario Sticker Star. I hate that game. Yeah. Uh, uh, is it the, is it the 3ds one? Yeah, that one. Let's, sucks. let's leave it to Brayden to pick what you have to do here. Okay. Yep. Okay. I've got game. it. I've got it. Okay. If if Black Panther is not <laughs> nominated, okay, it, it's not nominated. You have to play The Last of Us on Survivor mode. That's easy. All of Oh no! It is not I've, easy, Kyler. I've I've beaten it on Survivor mode. No, it is You're definitely not easy. It is definitely not easy. You that's... have to play and beat The Last of Us on stream Survivor difficulty. That's harsh. What that is this? Cool. What is this? Amateur hour? Uh, <laughs> it's this time. I, I, I will place. I will walk yeah, down the street know. in a big adult diaper that says Jonathan was wrong <laughs> on it. I will walk, no matter the weather, no matter how I'm feeling, I will do Let's that. Hear We're not going to feed into your kids, Kyler. All right. <laughs> Let's hear it. What do I make you play? What do you make you play? Well, I got to think about this. Something tough. <sighs> Come on, Jonathan. Mm. I think it's a lot of real terrible. Real terrible or real tough. Strike me down. Strike me down, and I become more strong than you ever imagined. Uh, <laughs> now we're just idling for time. I got nothing. I got, I'm not got, about this. All right. Well, we can always extend it to another time when Jonathan has picked 
next no, week. Next, yes. no, yeah, next week we will make our bets final. Okay, okay. okay. I'm putting I'm putting Last of Us out on the table right now, subject to change. Okay, subject okay. to change. Next week, bring All the right. flames. I'm All right, everybody. Again. Thank you very much. What were you gonna say? I don't know. I'm just. I feel like it's know. gonna happen. No, it's not like going. It's on the wall. I'm excited now. Get ready for help. Dude, I'm taking a picture of my trophy for beating it on Survivor mode. That so is crazy. You can suck my ding dong. Oh wait. Yeah, hey. <laughs> That's right. Wait, 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 if, I, if, wait I, if I lose this bet and I have to play that game, that means I get a gold trophy at the end of it. So yeah, I do. Congrats. Uh, oh, sorry. No, no. I didn't mean Survivor. I meant grounded. Oh, yeah. That's what I... Oh, oh wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. Grounded. Wait, I did grounded, too. Didn't I? No, I didn't. Oh, no. Yeah, get fucking ready, Jonathan. <laughs> oh, no. Get fucking ready. Oh, no. <laughs> You're playing grounded. Grounded for the All toughest right. of the hardcore. Supplies are mixed to non-existent. Listen mode is disabled. All enemies do triple damage. The HUD is disabled. Enemy AI is extremely sharp. Multiple mid-combat and mid-self checkpoints have been removed. Allies do not grant the player ammunition or health. And the revolver, however, does instantly kill enemies without armor. That's Dude. something. Get ready. Here's a little hint. You could torture... Uh, Braden with a with a MOBA. Just saying. <laughs> I can play a MOBA, dude. I've done it before. Mm-hmm. I've. <sighs> this is my step right now. Subject to change, but as of right now, you are playing The Last of Us on grounded difficulty. It's easy, dude. The brick is overpowered in that game. Just smash people with the brick. You good? No, I tried. <laughs> I hit a wall. I hit a wall. Oh really? Yes. In Pittsburgh, in The Last of Us, when I got when you first get to Pittsburgh, they uh-huh. they had five guys running at me. I had one shiv and one long wooden plank. Wow. Good dude, uh, whenever you first meet Henry or whatever, and you're like trying to sneak around at night, mm-hmm. dude, that part on Survivor is messed up because you have to kill every enemy in that area yeah. before you can progress. So. All right, everybody. Jesus Thank Christ. you very oh. much for listening to the third episode of the Boss Rush podcast. Uh, next week will be special. We will have our uh, bets ready to go. I'm excited. Ooh. I'm ready. Black Panther won't be nominated for Best <laughs> Picture. Give me a break. As much as Black Panther's... Come on now. Come on now. Hey, man. Top-rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes of all time. Oh, yeah. Greatest movie like ever. Butt Panther. <laughs> <laughs> alright thank you everybody for listening we will see you next week